Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Big D Energy right here on the Woodward Sports Network. My name is Neil Rule. DMAC, Darren McCarty, Joyke Bell, they are not in today. But don't think that we're sacrificing any greatness because we are. We brought in T. Foss, Terry Foster here in the building to sit in for the guys here today. And I know I'm excited every single time I get to do a show with this guy. I love running with him. It's always a good time. T. Foss, what it do? Yeah, what's, what's going on now? Why are they not here? This is not good golfing weather. Uh, D-Max, <clears throat> he's, he loves golf, man. Like, I, I love golf. I do. I my, play a lot of golf. On him. But I don't. Love it like that, man. Like when the weather's bad, I'm not out there. I'm not. So anyway, but hey, T. Foss, we know when you're in here, there, there's a couple of things, a checklist, I guess you could say, that we yes. have to get to. Number one, did you have power continuously all weekend? Because we got some storms last night. I live up in Washington Township, which is a bit north. We got them, you know, they were fairly bad. Did you have power all weekend? It depends on your definition of all weekend. Uh, I probably went out for like two seconds. Okay. Other than that, it was good. And you might say, well, only two seconds, but that's just annoying enough where you have to reset everything. So technically, we got through the weekend, and I'm happy about that. But you didn't. The power did go out. So T. Foss continues that streak. Yeah. It you guys have a Cal, yeah. You guys have a Cal Ripken esque streak of your power going out at your house. Yes. Every weekend. Well, you know, for like the last every sixteen years that it rains or <laughs> we 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 get. All kinds of weird storms. Um, where I live, some guy said, what, we had a horizontal tornado. I said, what the hell is that? <laughs> he said, I don't know. It was called wind shear, I guess. So the wind shear, what it did is it knocked down a bunch of trees, but no damage to any houses. Unless the tree fell on your house. A horizontal tornado. And that's what the guy described it as. So you mean a tornado? Like, but it wasn't you, a tornado. We had no tornado. No, you did. You had a horizontal tornado. A tornado is a tornado, man. Either you have know, one or you don't. How's the tornado coming to your neighborhood and not destroy any houses? But just the trees, huh? Just knock down know. a few trees. I'm not a meteorologist, Terry, so, so I don't know. But there is one thing I do know. The Detroit Lions took it on the chin yesterday to the San Francisco 49ers. We will discuss 41-33, the final score there. You knew that. The breaking news, though, from Lions camp that j literally just came out moments before we went on air. Uh, Jeff Okuda will be out the rest of the season. A ruptured Achilles for Okuda. Uh, Corey Woods was, was jumping on that story. Ruptured Achilles, T-Foss, you know, the number three overall pick. And 
the other thing for me, where, where I instantly turn to with this too, A, your heart breaks for Okuda because he's, he's been dealing with a lot already just based on how he's been playing, all that kind of stuff. Uh, number two, you never want to see something like this. But number three, for the Lions, I think the future becomes cloudy, even more cloudy than it was already. Yeah, absolutely. And then you got reamed out on the sidelines. And the thing about an, uh, Achilles is, most of the time, you're never the same. Right. And this guy was not good in the first place in the NFL, but he's not going to be as athletic as he was. So uh, this could be the beginning of the end of Jeff Okuda. And, and real talk, again, <clears throat> I, I go back to it because I, I live in a reality-based world where the thing that jumps out to me about Jeff Okuda, four years, $33 million on the books. Like, right. that's, that's what it is. For, uh, you weren't getting value for that already. And, again, I, I wish him the best. Would love to see him recover. Would love to see him come back. But the odds, the science, as we like to say in today's day and age, the science suggests, Harry, that you're right. Yeah, and I, and I, I remember the quote of Bob Quinn. Well, why wouldn't you take this guy at number three? You know, this, this is why. Yeah, you know, and that could be Bob Quinn ringing you right now, Terry, I think. but Well, it probably was. It said <clears throat> spam on it. So. <laughs> so, yeah, it probably was from the Lions, at least. Uh, absolutely. But, but that is the breaking news. Jeff Okuda will be lost for the rest of the season <clears throat> due to that ruptured Achilles. And, you know, 30,000-foot view, Terry, we, this, this football team was down 38-10. to 10. And, and I know that the overriding theme, the prevailing theme, is everyone wants to celebrate the fact that they didn't quit. And, and look, that's what coaches do. I've been around sports a long time, as, as you have. When you lose, you go to that. You say, hey, the, the effort, we didn't quit, things like that. I'm sorry, man, and I'm not being a hater. I, I guess I should have put this to the people. And, and an extra big hello to those of you jumping in on the YouTube thread. I would say, do you guys want me to go positive or negative first? I, that's, what, that's what I should have I done. I'd like for you to go reality. What's right. the reality? The, the, the reality <laughs> of the situation for the Detroit Lions is they were down 38-10, man. You don't get points for coming back. You don't get points for playing hard. That's, that's your profession. That's what you do. Should I go to management of Woodward Sports and have a crappy show and say, you know, but I never quit. Every time we came back from commercial, you know, I was, I there, was there on the screen right. and I started talking again. You know, you got to give me a lot of credit. Here's the thing that people don't put into consideration. Often, I've been in opposing locker rooms, and I've seen games like this where the Lions are down 30 and end up losing by eight or nine points or something like that. I've had a number of players tell me from opposing teams that they let up, that, you know, we thought we're down, they're down, so we didn't, we didn't play as hard as we should have. Uh, it's sort of like if you have a, a, a beast of the jungle that's uh, hunting this little animal and then he slaps him around and everything, and then he kind of lets up because he knows this animal is defenseless. I think San Francisco, in part, yes, the Lions didn't quit, but you're not getting a chocolate chip cookie for me for that. No, I, and I'm not, I'm not giving you credit for that. That's your job. Part of it. I'm sure the 49ers are like, these guys are dead. You know, let's, let's, let's get on. They're, they already had their minds on the flight back to the West Coast. And, and Terry, you and I have played these videos before. You look at these fights in stadiums, right? There always comes a point in those fights when even the one guy that's getting beat up pretty bad, the guy that's doing the beating, pulls back right. eventually. You know, and it's similar to that. I mean, yeah, you're not getting credit from me, man. You're just not. And it's, you know, it's good storytelling. There are some positives that came out of the game, which I'll, which I'll certainly – We'll talk about, and that was one of them right there. You know, the fact that they were able to run the football, 
But I, I'm putting an immediate cease and desist on this. They didn't quit talk. Thank you very much. When you're 30, what, what did we 30 say 10, about Pat Stafford? He padded stats at the right. end of the games uh, for, with meaningless yards, meaningless points. It's the same thing yesterday. I've seen this movie before. Right. And on our YouTube chat thread, Emerald Eyes says, Green Bay did quit, LOL. And yeah, Green Bay quit. <laughs> there's, there's no doubt about that. But guess what? They're both 0-1. That's true. And guess what? Everybody's tied for the division lead in the NFC North. We will say that. Big Monday night game sets the stage, Terry. Oh, yeah, for first Mo- place. Monday night football, <laughs> the battle for first place. Woo! There it is right there. Go Lions! Look who's up top. I love it. Lions 10 wins, baby. You asked for the positives, folks. Here's some of the positives. You're tied for first. And we'll, we'll get in to the Panay Sewell stuff uh, coming up in just a couple of minutes. But that, that's just where I had to start because the way, that, the way that I saw that going around social media, the way that I saw that discussed, it just didn't sit well with me, man. It didn't. It was 38 to 10. I'm not making that up. That's not what I think. I saw it on the screen. I, I, I just think there's so many people in this city that want to believe in the Lions so badly that when they get mollywopped like they did yesterday and they make a comeback, it's, that's my team right there. That's the team we're going to see the rest of the season. No, it's not. Um, when you get down 28 points, that's who you are. Um, a lot of times, you know, you know, NFL teams, once they get you down, they let up. A lot of them let up. And that's why when you look at the NFL, no matter how bad or how good a team is, 50% of games are decided by one score or less. Because all you got to do is win by one point. And it's a league that's set up for every game to be close. And yesterday's game, even though they lost by eight, was not a close game. Right. Now, now there were some things that I saw certainly from the coaching staff that I did enjoy. You know, like we... We talked about Jeff Okuda, and it's unfortunate that this news came out the way that it did. But there, there were some moments I liked where what we saw from this coaching staff. Jeff Okuda was one of those moments where uh, the, the defensive backs coach for the Detroit Lions was giving it to him because he had a play out there. It wasn't good enough, Terry. Yeah, Mr. Pleasant was not very no, pleasant with him. No, Aubrey Pleasant was not happy whatsoever. And I know that a lot of people celebrated this, and I know Art will uh, be bringing this up, but... And here we have the footage of it now. Aubrey Pleasant was getting into Jeff Okuda. And Jeff Okuda looked like he had some things to say, which you know I don't understand, which why, that's why Aubrey Pleasant was a little more lit about things than he, than he might have been otherwise. But I did like what we saw from the coaching staff in that respect. But I'll, I'll say this. Jeff Okuda is a man. You want to defend yourself. You just don't want to take it and, and be totally silent. He's not a 12-year-old child. So there was probably some things he wanted to get off his chest. I'm fine with that. But I've been told over and over and over again by NFL players, do not pay attention to what happens on the sideline of an NFL game. It's pure emotion Heat down the there. the moment, yeah. You know, four or five times a game somebody gets cussed out. Uh, we don't see them all on camera. But that's just the way it is on the NFL sideline. Right. And, and the comments are rolling in, and it does really boil down to a lot of what you're saying right now. And Miko says on our YouTube chat thread, you can get involved as well, says the reality is they are who we thought they were. And that is true. I, I, I think, Terry, and you know this, 
hopium sells at the beginning of an NFL season, no matter what. I mean, people in Jacksonville, people in Houston, even here in Detroit, when you're 0-0, man, it's still out there in front of you. And I, I get caught up in it. I do. Sunday morning, I, would, I got excited a little bit because that's, that's our human nature, Terry. You've seen this for many, many years. Hope springs eternal, man. But the reality is we saw yeah, what they are. But I don't get it with this team. I don't get it with this team because year after year after year after year, they show you who they are. They're a mediocre to bad football team. And then in September, before that first game, is you know what? Got a shot this year. No, you don't. Um, you don't have a shot. This year's team didn't have a shot. But what we need to look for, are they making progress for the future? Are, are these young guys getting snaps and getting experience and improving for the future? This is a wasted season. Uh, your, your victories might be what you saw in the fourth quarter yesterday. They play hard to the end and lose. That might be your victories for this 2021 season. Not saying they're going 0-17, but that's going to be pretty much the reason that you cheer for this team because – they don't give up. But they, you know, they're, they're a bad football team. And yesterday, once again, no chocolate chip cookies and milk from me. You got your butts handed to you. And I'm convinced San Francisco is like, okay, what time's our flight? All right, fellas, don't miss it. <laughs> don't miss it. Well, I'll tell you what. The end of that football game was big for some people. If you busted open your MyBookie app right around kickoff time and you took the Detroit Lions – you got the win, baby, because that line was moving. Because winning season returns at mybookie.ag, and it's time to get in on the action. If you didn't yesterday, here's your opportunity to do it. First-time players can get started by doubling your first deposit. That gives you the firepower to add excitement to the games you love. College football odds boost, NFL locks of the season, and over $500,000 in contest prizes live on site to make this winning season your best ever with MyBookie, a historic 18-week schedule offering more action than ever before. You need a sportsbook casino that's reliable, and you won't find a better place than MyBookie. I know you're going to bet this season. Let's be real about it, folks. Whether it's the Neil Rule Get Right special late on a Saturday night, which I got you right once again, by the way. We're 2-0. I'm just saying I'm not making that up. If you fired up your MyBookie app late Saturday night and you took Oregon State, you cashed out. That's cool. I know you're going to bet this season, so do the smart thing. Sign up with MyBookie. Use our promo code Woodward. You'll get your first ever deposit matched dollar for dollar. That's extra money credited to your account instantly. All you got to do is use the promo code Woodward, making your first deposit. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Gambling problem? Call the National Problem Gambling Helpline at 1-800-522-4700. Tony is a third-generation logger that has a simple, practical approach to life and work. That's why his Coast DX342 knife is perfect for him. The stainless steel blade is rust resistant and made for all weather use. And the double roll lock safety ensures that it will never inadvertently close when he doesn't want it to. That's why Coast is trusted tough. Welcome back. Big D Energy here on the Woodward Sports Network. My name is Neil Rule. D-Mac, Darren McCarty, Joyke Bell. They are out today. So I went to the bullpen and got the closer, T. Foss, Terry Foster, Detroit sports media legend in the house. Got the, the smooth hat on. 
T-Foss is my guy, man. Almost had power for the whole weekend. He's feeling it. I know he's charged up. Two seconds short. Two seconds short, man. He almost made it. His closest in a long time. Lions fall 41-33. We're breaking it down. We'll take your thoughts, too. Uh, you can jump in our YouTube chat thread. I know a lot of you are right now. And one funky Lions fan says that Jared Goff became the checkdown champion against a team that literally played off in the fourth quarter. And that, and that is where we will go Terry, because the numbers go off 38 of 57, 338 yards, three touchdowns, one bad interception uh, that was really bad. That was a, a pick six uh, that really, really knocked the Lions, I thought, out of this football game, Terry. Yeah, and, that, and I think mentally they're like, okay, you know, we've already, and once again, let's go back to we've seen this movie before. They saw it the last few years with Matthew Stafford. Critical pick six, normally early in the second half. And then, you know, you get the new guy, and it's like the same thing. Uh, that's why I'm convinced that it's the Lions that are the problem. It's the culture that's the problem. Because two different guys do the same thing with the same team. So there's a cultural thing here that they need to overcome. Yeah, certainly <coughs> that is the case. And I know that we have some some Jared Goff sound as well. Art, our guy, has hooked it up. Let's run that, Art. Let the people uh, get a taste of that. What was the vibe in the huddle like when you guys were making your comeback? Like, what was the vibe amongst the teammates? Like, what were you guys Great. talking about? It was really good. Again, I, I think you find out who, who we are, and it's, it's not a moral victory, and it's not. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Something that we're necessarily proud of but it, it is something that is good to know and and, and you know we're, it's not going to be the last time that we're down in a game it's not gonna be the last time we have to come back and on the flip side we're going to be up in some games where we have to stay the, stay the course and, and and know that each play is its own individual play but um yeah it, it's uh it's it's encouraging to know who we are but with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. At the same time, 
lot of stuff to get fixed, and I'm excited to get it fixed starting tomorrow. And that was Jared Goff talking to our own Corey Woods there after the game down at Ford Field as, as the Lions fell. But, Terry, I mean, that that's the sense that I'm getting, though, from this game. And, and a lot of the talk around fans, a lot of the talk on social media is the same thing that we hear very often in that he was good except for this one play or everything was good except for that one play. They all count, Terry. That That's the thing. Right. They all count. And I think overall... I don't think he was good. I think he was okay. Yeah, but he wasn't um, bad except for that throw that cost him a touchdown, which, 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 you know, there was a lasting effect with that. Right, absolutely. So um, I think he was who we, we thought he'd be. Uh, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of quarterbacks that pass for over 300 yards and lose. That doesn't mean anything to me. That means mostly you got down. If you pass for 300 yards and win – I'm more con, you know, convinced that you had a good game than if you passed for 334 yards and had 21 or 19 incompleted passes. That's not a good game to me. You were down four touchdowns. Um, you became a, a good quarterback when the defense is playing off, when the defense doesn't want to give up big plays, when the defense is saying, let's go home, fellas. To me, that's that's not impressive because the same thing will happen against Green Bay, the same thing will happen against Chicago, the same thing will happen against whoever you play. If you don't correct things, if you don't have a sense of urgency, if you don't focus on more on what happened in the first three quarters than what happened in the last three minutes. Sure, because that's what the reality of the situation is, going back to it. Now, for me, what I did like, what I saw, just in terms of the running game, and we saw running backs put up numbers, and again, we will keep going back to it. A lot of it were dump-off passes and those types of things. But they, they were able to run the football at times in this game. And, and that's what was so unfortunate about the timing of Goff's interception. Terry, that second quarter was about the time the Lions' running game had, had really settled in. And let's discuss it, because Panay Sewell got the start at left tackle, the youngest starting left tackle in the history of the NFL yesterday, and went up against one of the best pass rushers in the National Football League and played very well, I thought. Right. Played very well. And Nick which, Bosa got which, home. Which I will say was the right move by the Lions. Right. Once uh, you know that, that position became open, then you, you should have put Panay Sewell in there because this is the position he's going to play. This is the position that's going to – make him an all-pro player. This is the position that's going to help the Lions. This is why you drafted him, even though uh, he's he, he started at right tackle. This is who he is. So, may as well put him in there. Yeah, and he looked absolutely. Good. He, he did. And, and a lot of people, were, I thought, were very dismissive about switching from left tackle to right tackle. I mean, if you think about it, the playbook flips, your strong leg flips, Mm-hmm. Your strong side of your body, the dominant side of your body, that flips everything. I mean, it, it does change a lot. It's not just interchangeable where you just put them wherever. You, it's not a video game. I, I know we live in a video game society where if a guy has a 98 overall ranking, you put them anywhere on the field and they're good. That's not the way the real world works. And Sewell, I thought, was very good. Did did Bosa get home one time, make a play? Yep. Is Bosa one of the best defensive players in the NFL? Yep. And that's, you know what was the equivalent to me, Terry? It was like when the Pistons played the Bulls back in the day. Mm-hmm. That was the equivalent, I think, of Jordan getting 24 points. Right. Or sometimes even 30 points. Yeah. 
but that, it, that's, that's you made him take a lot of shots yeah. to get there. You know, it's it's a chess match that goes on all game. And, and some of the other things I really liked about Sewell, what he had to say after the game, where somebody asked him, they said, <laughs> and, and I'm paraphrasing obviously here, they said something on the lines of, you know, do, do you think you played very well today? Because it seemed like you played very well except for one or two plays. And he said, I can't have those one or two plays. That was very... That that's the re- kind of reality I'm looking for, Terry. When when people talk, that's what I want to hear. And the rookie is the, the youngest guy in the field, was the one that said it. Yeah, most guys who are professional, no matter how young they are, don't tell us how great they are. They said, you know, that's for you to determine. I was out there, I did my job the best I can. Um, there are some plays I wish I had back. That's what they do. But, the, you know, you get the boisterous clowns. Yeah, I was great. I was fantastic. I like that answer from Panay Sewell because it seems like he's going to be a professional. He understands what his role is, and he also understands he's got to go up against Green Bay next week and then Chicago, and it's it's a endless chess match. It's not done. It's because he had one great game or good game, so what? Yeah. That's it, his mentality. The Detroit Lions overall ran the ball, I think it was like, 24 carries for 116 yards, so just under five yards per clip. Uh, Jamal Williams was about six yards per carry. And again, that's where this all ties in. And the Jared Goff pick six interception, again, with the timing of it, where it just it snowballed anything that the Lions were trying to do because they were, they were executing their game plan. That's how they're going to win football games, folks. Jared Goff isn't going to come out and spin it down the field and throw for 360 and four touchdowns. He's not going to. He's not going to be Mahomes. He's not going to be. Well, Aaron Rodgers was like that yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> which we'll discuss the NFC North, uh, where the Lions are t- in fact tied for first place. But with all that being said, that that was the game. We did see it, Terry. I will give the coaching staff that credit too. I will give Dan Campbell that credit too, because. You could see what they wanted to do, and they were having success doing it. But again, oh, that one play. I don't want to hear that, man. You don't get credit for being down 38 to 10. Right, and I, I think the game plan is partially, yeah, they want to run the football, but they don't want to expose Jared Goff. They, they probably know what he is. He's not a superstar. Uh, yeah, he's checked down Charlie. He's a game manager. But that's what they need in order to try to win games. Uh, you know, if they when they get better personnel, he'll have there'll be a different game pr- approach. There'll be a uh, a desire to give him more to do. But now they're treating him like a rookie, which they should, uh, because they know they don't have a team. Uh, they know um, they took a step back in quarterback from Stafford to Jared Goff. So you try to ease him in there because if you give him too much. That one interception you're talking about, it'll be three. And then this whole town will explode. Wow, this guy's a bum and everything. And they're, and they're trying to prevent us from saying that. And, I, and I, I'm convinced that part of the reason we didn't see him in the preseason wasn't so much, it, yeah, you don't want him to get injured, but you didn't want the public to see what he was all about until the regular season. Yeah, and a great comment here, too, right before we go to the break, uh, from Along the Ice. And Along the Ice gets mad at me sometimes, and, and that's cool. I mean, we're, we're here for that. And, and he echoes my sentiments perfectly here. No interception, and that made field goal could have been right there after poor for poor performance. Yeah, through all this, through being down 38-10, to 10, the way that thing shook out, 
That, that's the line, though, but that's the line in the NFL. Those are the things that good teams do. They don't make those plays. And, this is, and it's funny because we go up and down with all of this. We go up, we go down, and, and we get upset and, and everything like that. But they are. This, is, this roster is this roster. And Dan Campbell's saying it without saying it. When he goes on in that microphone and says, we have such a small margin for error, you know what that means, Terry. Our roster stinks. Yes. That's, that, make no mistake. That's what that means. I'll, deco- I'll go ahead and decode that one for you. Or uh, we don't have depth. It means you, you, know, you don't have a team. You don't have a squad. Right, and that's, and that's where it is. Like, he knows, but he can't say it, and I understand that, and I respect it. But it's those plays. Those are the plays that losing teams make. Those are the plays that the Lions have made forever. The missed field goal, the pick six. Well, where could we have been? And that's, again, I just keep going back to it. You don't get credit for being down 38-10. But on the flip side of that coin, I really love what I saw from Sewell. But, you know, Terry, it's, it's just that's where it is. Through all this, they're not a good the, team. The one thing you're forgetting is, you know, you talk about the pick six and six and the missed field goal, but there's also with the Lions, there's that 22 or 23 straight minutes where the other team dominates the Lions. Right. And then at the end of those 22 or 23 minutes, they're so far ahead, they're like, we're, we're, we're out of here. So um, they know they're going to be able to impose their will on this team. And then uh, – at some point, you know, the team wolves. Right. So, Knack123 says, I wouldn't use this game as a baseline, and I want to see improvement from the coaching and the players. I do feel sorry for Akuda, and I don't wish that upon anybody, but it could be a blessing in disguise. I mean, I, I don't know about all that, and there's talk about, you know, if that mobility is limited, could he make the move back to safety when he comes back? That's, that's way down the road because he's out for the season, and that's what the situation is right now. It just hurts because of the resource you use to bring him here. The number three overall pick. Your number three overall pick, if you're taking it based on need, which is what the Lions were doing with that pick, make no mistake. And now that's more of a liability than ever before. And not only have you used the number three pick on it, you got seven years and $33 million, or four years and $33 million on the books. So it's it's just a double whammy. That, that, that is true. But the, the other thing is, listen to how this team, this town talked about him. You know, number three pick, not worth it. Why did the Lions do this? And, you know, and they always say, well, I don't read. I don't hear what people. Yes, you do. You hear you, everything that people are saying. Uh, to me, it was another situation where you've got a high draft pick that's being talked about so much. They can't function in this town. Uh, then you maybe, didn't pick the right guy. I mean, that's that's got to do with Akuda in my. I mean, this is this is the NFL, man. You played at Ohio State. Sure. Come on, man. Dion Dion didn't have that problem. He walked right in with the gold chains on All and right. said, "I'm going to change this culture." That dude is a Hall of Fame, no doubt. And I'm I'm saying though, but that's the mentality. He he knew what he was walking. He said it. He goes, "I knew what I was walking to in Atlanta, but my mentality doesn't change." Those are the dudes I need, not just necessarily Dion the player. That's what I, I want to hear Sewell say. I, I, I ate it on two plays. Bosa whipped my ass on two plays. I can't have those two plays. That's what mm-hmm. I want to hear, Terry. That, I love what I heard from Sewell. And, you know, we'll discuss it more in just a couple of minutes. But first, let me tell you about Northwestern Tech. You can start a new career in an industry that is always essential the heating and cooling industry. Learn more today by visiting northwesterntech.edu. Goblins, I want you to pedal into the next dimension. 
Spin it! Spin! Spin! Uh-oh! Carmen's falling behind. Let's give her the hiss of shame. Spin! Spin! Spin till you bleed! Don't ride the bike of shame. Come to Planet Fitness and find your own lane with tons of equipment, free fitness training, and no hissing. Join today for just $10 a month. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Back at it here. Big D Energy. We're moving on a Monday off and running. My name is Neil Rule. T-Foss. Terry Foster. Detroit sports media legend in the house for DMAC and Joyke Bell. I believe Joyke will be back tomorrow. DMAC will be out until Wednesday. I believe that's what the rundown is. I'll be here. That's all I know. So I I can promise you that. But as we've been talking about, the Detroit Lions fall to San Francisco, but they are still tied for first place because with that Bears loss yesterday to Matt Stafford and the Rams, your Detroit Lions are tied for first place. Everybody is 0-1 in the NFC North, Terry. And you know what, man? It's the toughest division in sports. It's hard to win a game. They're also tied for last place, too. No, we're not going there, Terry. (laughs) Uh, This is the positive time right now, I was told. I was told this would be the positive time. But, Terry, you know this is one of the toughest division in sports when no one in the division can win a game. That's how hard it is. Yeah, it's a a dandy. Here's here's the only hope the Lions have. If this turns into the NFC East where – the 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 winning team in the division or the the first place team finishes seven and ten or or uh eight and nine or something ridiculous like that where you have a losing record now it's happened before it happens now and then where a division is just so bad but maybe this is just an aberration uh green bay looked like they quit you know they had the aaron Rodgers saga all off season you don't know how a team is going to react to that there's probably some divisions in that room. Uh, Matthew Stafford, you know, he had to he had to show out at least that first game and show that hey, the Lions were the reason that I was held back. So he took it out on, on the Bears and the Vikings. We don't know where they, these guys are. They're all over the place. Yeah, the Vikings are the Vikings. I mean, that's <laughs> that's just the best way that I can think about putting it because they lost at Cincinnati, as we talked about. The Bears lost to the Rams. You know, the Lions lost to the 49ers. And the Packers got crushed by my man Jameis Winston. All kinds of Jameis Winston slander out there. And O'Neal Rule told you, when your fantasy draft comes around, 10th, 12th round, get my man Jameis five picks yesterday with 147 yards, Terry. The most ever touchdown passes. No, you with didn't that have five little... picks. Five. Did I, say, you, I said five. Said... 
touchdowns, isn't it? Oh, no, I said, said picks. picks. No, that'll be next week he throws five oh, okay, picks. But right. that's but that's cool, though. Five touchdowns with 147 yards passing. My man, Jameis. I'm not trying to hear any Jameis Winston slander, Terry. Well, I, I should just leave then because I like to slander the guy, and I, I can't, I can't dog the guy this week. <laughs> not, not this week, but stick around, man. No, but he'll he'll rack up those points for you in fantasy, man. That's just that's the way he's always been. Thirty thirty club, and he got off to a good start for the thirty thirty club. Thirty touchdowns, maybe, thirty picks. Maybe it's going to be the thirty twenty club this year. You know, maybe, man. I, I do. I can't wait to see him spin it though. But but what about this division though, Terry? I mean, the Vikings a couple years ago. When Kirk Cousins got there, they had that elite. De- they had an elite defense right. at that time. That defense has kind of withered away since then. The Bears, from what we saw yesterday, you can't compete with Andy Dalton at quarterback. Man, you just can't. Now that, that maybe that will necessitate that move a little bit quicker. Um, but here's the thing: moving forward, I can't tell you which team is going to take over the uh, over the division because at some point a team <laughs> takes over the division what i saw from green the only team i know that won't is the lions uh. other than that i have no idea who's going to be the top dog at the end because green bay look awful and I, I i don't care about the resurgence of cincinnati when you lose to the Bengals, you're it means you're bad and the Vikings queens are uh, they're just all over the place yeah and and i know that the packers had some offensive line issues. They, they've had what, Beck Lettieri is out. He's on the pup list or something like that. He's going to be out for six weeks. And and I keep going back to it. When we were talking about the Super Bowl last year, when I was working on the, the other radio station that I worked on, I thought that the Kansas City Chiefs would just shake off Eric Fisher being out of that game, would just shake off the injuries that they had to the offensive line. And that cost them a Super Bowl. When you watched that game yesterday and you saw, or last year, and you saw what the Bucks did, when you lose pieces of your offensive line, it, hurt, it that, hurts. That turned into a track meet. Of let's the track meet was let's get Patrick Mahomes because dudes were just you know coming after him like they were like they were in the Olympics. I think he had a thousand yards rushing vertically he did he did <laughs> you know just going up and down from sideline to sideline but that that just goes to show you what we saw yesterday with the green bay packers is if you take out key pieces of the offensive line it doesn't matter who your quarterback is it doesn't that's true and this is a deeper issue here we i mean the green bay's got to be thinking okay we got to patch up stuff between our star quarterback and our coaching staff we got to patch up stuff with our star quarterback and the front office we have to figure out what divisions exist in this locker room. It's a, it's a deeper, you know, I always say it's a, it's a deeper crevice in Green Bay than even here in Detroit. Detroit, you don't have the talent. Green Bay, you may or may not have the talent, but you've got to get that, that team work, working again. And I, I'm not sure they can do that. But if they do, it, it's going to be incumbent on Aaron Rodgers to pull everyone together and say, hey, my bad. Uh, sorry about what happened offseason, but we need to become a team. And, and I think he's going to have to be the one that bridges that gap. And, and does he really feel comfortable doing that? I right. don't know. And for the thing with the Packers, too, that puts next Monday night under an even greater spotlight because, Terry, they have to win football games. 
You show me a team with good chemistry, I'll show you a team with a winning record. You show me a team with bad chemistry, I'll show you a team with a losing record. They need wins now for exactly the sake that you were talking about. Because wins fix everything. This is a bottom line league, man. You win or you lose, your locker room is good or bad, which usually is tied into whether or not you win or you lose. And so the, the Packers, they are really... Can you imagine next week when the Lions come rolling into town? Which, by the way, Woodward Sports will be there with 101 WRIF live from O'Toole's in Royal Oak. That'll be from 6 to 8. So the Monday night party will roll on at O'Toole's in Royal Oak. So I go down there and be, be a part Green of that. I Bay. I was going to say, dang, they're balling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Blowing out the budget. But, uh, Terry, they're, they have to... The Packers have to have that win. They're already under the gun now because that's right. the way it, the NFL works. And if I'm the Lions, this is perfect timing. I want to play Green Bay this week rather than waiting a few weeks because Green Bay is going to go in there with doubts in their mind, and uh, they're not sure that they can win. So, yeah, this is perfect timing for the Lions. And, again, Green Bay's up against it. Lions, it's house money, man. We saw what happened. They were down 38-10. to 10. Mm-hmm. I think we all know what they are. You guys have talked about it on our YouTube chat thread. They are, they are what we thought they were. We know what the roster is. That roster's weaker now. Akuda's out for the season. So it's pure house money. Is it weaker with Akuda out? Uh, I mean, theoretically, yes. The- because you have one less body, right? Okay. One less yeah, body guess, with NFL experience. We can debate that. <laughs> we, yeah, you, can, you certainly can debate that. But with all that being said, for this Green Bay Packer team, it is a must, must, must win because isn't it isn't it weird the way the red flags just went after one game one game one loss the red flags are shooting out for all oh, the locker rooms a bad place in green bay you think it's bad now Ima- imagine that terry if the lions went in there they could break them you you lose at home to the detroit lions on monday night football that's a deal breaker absolutely can you imagine if if there's perceived factions in that locker room if there's cracks in the foundation it'll look like that house over on the southwest side or that right. that business that but collapsed and the road here, popped up here's in the another air. opportunity lines have had opportunities before to break a team and you know what they never do no they never do they never do when they, okay if you know if you win this game these guys are going to be done but terry it's a free spin though i know it's a free spin it's a free spin but i mean you can you can get <laughs> you you can get rid of green bay forever Yes, you, you forever. <laughs> this is your opportunity to get rid of Green Bay. Will never exist again. It's gonna. I'm telling you, it's Terry. I'm starting to get excited. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. It's happening this Monday. You know what? We had our little mess up with San Francisco, but I mean, I don't see you guys giving any credit to the fact that they 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 came back and almost won. Other than no, oh, they, they almost did great, didn't win. We, this, but see, the problem is this is what the Lions do. Um, you know, they get down three touchdowns and rally and uh, lose by six points. And then when you look back, you say, damn, they only lost to Green Bay by six points. Yeah, but they were down by 28 points. This is what they do. They make games look like they were competitive, and they weren't competitive. The Lions were not competitive for most of that game yesterday. No, but I will say, and and you're right, Terry, because they did let off the gas a little bit, and you could tell because we were able to come back so quickly. No, you could tell because was, the scoreboard said 38-10. Yes, that's okay, how you can tell. All right, that's hurtful. It's truthful, but it's hurtful. <laughs> well, facts. But I, mean. I think, I think, I mean, you look at the blowout that the Saints gave to Green Bay, and then you look at the close game 
between San Fran and the Lions. Sure, they did pull their 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 foot off the gas, but I think they make it happen on Monday. I really well, do. You, you know what's funny too is, and I, I don't know if a lot of people saw it or not. Terry, we talk about a one play league. Green Bay had the ball inside the twenty yard line, inside New Orleans ten yard line, and I think the game was fourteen three or something like that at the time. And Rodgers threw a pick that went the other way, and then the Saints punched it in for a touchdown. And it was a wrap. As Drake likes to say, OVA, OVA. Right. <laughs> because NFL uh, games are decided by six plays, six or seven right. plays. And so that was a huge play right there. Um, and, you know, sometimes plays just deflate teams. And I'm sure Green Bay was deflated by that play. But it, w- it wasn't just the play. There's other stuff going on that we don't know about. Right, absolutely. And real quick to clean up some of these comments right here, Robert uh, Robert Colosia says, "My dudes, Okuda single-handedly gave up 14 points." That's that's fair when I'm when I'm trying to give him some. I mean, he is he is an NFL body, though. You know, I mean, like you do have to go get somebody theoretically off the street or off a practice squad to replace him. Juice's ghost says, "I want to see Aaron Rodgers with Jay Cutler face looking sad on the sideline." Mm-hmm. I do too, Terry. You got me excited. I just stumbled onto this, man. It's a total free roll on Monday it, night. It, it, I think it, I'm going to slide down to old tools, hang out an, with the people. It is an opportunity to put the Green Bay Packers in a sleeper hold, and they won't recover. That's what the Lions can do. Yes. I love it. And it's probably what they won't do. Okay. That's not – that's okay. Well, I'll tell you what, Art. If you want to get in on the game, you know, if you, if you, want, to, if you want to rack it up, Art, yeah. What should you do? Well, it, I would tell you, but my computer has just gone mad, so <laughs> I I don't know what to tell you. Uh, yes. So if you wanna if you wanna uh, increase your odds of winning, well, let me tell you all about that with the BetQL app. That's right. If you wanna get an advantage over your sports book, you need to download BetQL, the only app you'll need to make smart bets. BetQL's best bet computer model scans 350,000 unique bets per year to give you the best recommendation for every game and gives you the reasoning behind why you should place that bet. Plus, their platform has all the data and analytics you'd ever need for all your own betting research. Make sure you check out their special offer in this description in order to receive your free bet of a a free year of BetQL. Don't miss out on the season. Enter the discount code WSN at checkout for 25% off any of their subscription offerings. So head on over to the App Store or Google Play Store now, download BetQL, and get started. I'm looking to bring on another HVAC tech right now. We are recruiting five to 10 techs a month. We're looking to grow and expand. Every new tech we hire is from Northwestern Tech. The hands-on training is fantastic. They're always my first call. We love hiring Northwestern Tech grads. They come out trained and ready to work. Our program is only 10 and a half months, and our next classes are starting soon. So why wait? I'm looking to hire. I'm looking to hire. Hire a graduate of Northwestern Tech. Northwestern Tech. Northwestern Tech. Northwestern Tech. Welcome back, everyone, to Big D Energy. Neil Rule here with T. Foss, Terry Foster, coming out of the bullpen today. The Inner Sandman music played and everything, and T. Foss came jogging in from the bullpen. Ray locked this thing down. Darren McCarty, Joik Bell out today. Joik will be back with me tomorrow. DMAC will be back on Wednesday. But you know, you know what it is, man. It's an NFL wrap-up Monday. We'll get to the college stuff coming up in the 12 o'clock hour. Don't, don't you worry. I have some thoughts on the Michigan game. It played out like I thought it was going to, just like the Neil Rule get-right Pick of the week played out exactly like I thought mm-hmm. it would. Got you 2-0. and You got in trouble on your own two Saturdays in a row. And guess what? Old Uncle Neil bailed you out <laughs> both Uncle times. Neil. 
<laughs> old Uncle Neil, man. You had to make that phone call. Old Uncle Neil came with the bail money and got you out of jail. Twice. Oh, sweetheart. Yeah. Twice. But that's fine. I'll do it again. So make sure you stick around for the show on Friday. I'll get you right a third time if need be because that's what I do. I'm Uncle Neil, and I'll get you right. But hey, Uncle Neil, when is Oakland University going to get football? Uh, when T. Foss rips off that $300 million check. <laughs> no, you want to know, because I get this question a lot. I got the 30-second version, Terry. All right, you want to do football, you got to build a 35,000-seat stadium. You know what that costs. No, you don't. Yes, you do. No, you can uh, do, is there a 35,000-seat stadium at CMU? No. 30,000. I forget what the NCAA minimums are. 30,000. I think it might be 30,000. Whatever that number is. 30,000. Well, you're not going to be Division One. You, you can get by with 18, 20,000. Okay. So even that, you want to do it at that level? Okay. Now we've got to hire a coaching staff, Terry. What's that going to cost? A couple bucks. A couple bucks. <laughs> Equipment, facilities, practice, all that stuff. Oh, by the way, we need scholarships, right? No. Lawrence Tech, uh, Madonna, they got football. Let's get, let's get Oakland University. <laughs> And you know who else has a football field? Well, Oakland University does have a club football team, national champion, by the yeah, way. No, Actually, they, beat they Ohio were, State. But that doesn't count. Yeah. Well, what? Did, well, okay. So, but non non scholarship college football does, but club football right. doesn't. Yeah, that's What's correct. the difference? But you know, who, you know, who else has a football field? UDM University. They, of they do. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. It's a full, full, no stands or anything, but they could go. Yeah. They need a basketball court. There is what they need. Yeah, they do. Because Oakland owns it, they rent it. Oh, from Oakland, I knew, I knew it was going to be. A, a, I'm just shame. saying that's what happens when they play. That's that's how it, Terry. I'm not making that up. That's the way it goes. But anyway, I digress. We got to go around the NFL right now. And Terry, was there anything obviously that that's not NFC North related? Was there anything that jumped out at you across the NFL? Because there were a couple things that I noticed that I really took note of. How about you? Um, I really enjoyed um, how competitive Dallas was because I don't believe in the Dallas Cowboys, but. I enjoyed that game with Tampa. Uh, you know, the the Cowboys played good, but they 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 kind of did Lions things where they should have won the game, but made <laughs> either uh, dumb mistakes or the ball didn't break their way. Or um, so I enjoyed that game. And uh, so now I'm curious: is are the Cowboys finally going to be a real team? Uh, you know, because this is a team we talk about. That's going to be competitive. We talk about they should be good. We talk about they should be Super Bowl contenders, but they never are. So I'm kind of wondering, is, are they going to be for real this year? Because I was impressed with that with that loss against Tampa. Yeah, that that does sound kind of lion esque, though, doesn't it? It was <laughs> on the YouTube chat thread. Doug Fungus says, "No more Drake quotes. Nobody wants that." Look, guy makes one bad <laughs> album, man, and everyone's ready to Come everyone's on. ready to jump off board. <laughs> it was Come bad, on. by the way. We yeah. talked about this with Joy. <laughs> Kanye and Drake's album both were less than. I re-listened to it. Not impressed. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I know. I did too. Yeah. I'm like, maybe it's me, but it's not me. It turns out it's just not good. No, no but I, I I'm with you. Football's better when the Cowboys are good and the, and the Cowboys are competitive, Terry. It just is. Hate them or love them. Sure, but you know what You know what they are? University of Michigan, Michigan. Of, uh, the NFL. Yes, they are. We always talk about them, and then you look back, okay, what have they done for you recently? Nothing. True. So, uh, Cowboys, U of M, Texas, they're all in the same boat. Right, and that's... 
that that's a good comp, I, I think, in my mind. Um, for me, one of the things that, that I noticed is people that take a lot of slander rose up. The Kyler Murrays. And, and look, the, the book for Kyler Murray is not going to be told in September. It's not going to be written in October. It, it's going to be written Thanksgiving and after because we've seen this. But that's the progression of young players. And that's the progression of a, I don't want to say a young team because they do have some vets on that side. But Kyler Murray is a guy that he's getting to be to that line now, Terry, where he's got to take that jump. You have to decide, are you elite or are you not elite? Because we see him make elite plays. But he's got to win football games post-Thanksgiving. And that's got to be the next step for them to take. But you go into Tennessee, and you not only win, but you dominate the way that they dominated. That's something you, you have to take note of that, Terry. Yeah. But I will say the Lions waited tw- 12 years for Stafford to do that, and it never happened. Um, you know, I, I think what we have, I'm going to throw Stafford out of this, but we have an impatience with young quarterbacks. Uh, the thing that we have to understand is 80% of the time a young quarterback is going to throw more interceptions than touchdown passes his first year and maybe even his second year. Um, Kyler Murray, he's going to be fine. But, yeah, you're right, he has to win. He has to be competitive. But that's that's with everybody. But we we expect it after year one or year two, and it's just not going to happen. That's why a coaching staff that's confident in itself will draft the young quarterback and say, okay, we're going we're gonna to live or die by this guy. The, the, the coaching staff that's not confident in his ability will just hang on to a quarterback forever and not draft a young guy, even though uh, the opportunities are there to draft good young quarterbacks, but they're just afraid to do it because then they, they really get exposed as a bad coaching staff. It's pretty much what happened in Detroit. Right. <laughs> that is the truth. Jalen Hurts uh, had a very good game on the road, too, uh, at Atlanta. So certainly, you know, he's a guy, nobody's really sold on him, but all he's done is perform. You know, Jalen Hurts has performed well uh, during his time. But, again, it's it's new. Uh, Eagles aren't really in a position where, where they're going to make a ton of noise or anything like that. But what about what happened in Buffalo yesterday, Terry? Everyone ready, myself included, Art included, everyone ready to anoint the Buffalo Bills to say, hey, here's their time. You saw them get to the playoffs, you know, get educated by the Chiefs last year, but Josh Allen's ready to take that next step. And the sun is setting on the Steelers, man. Old Ben Roethlisberger, it's probably over for him. The Steelers are finished. They're down 10 nothing at halftime. And then what happened, Terry? The old Pittsburgh Steelers every I time. I thought they were done. But, you know, it's, it's dangerous to check out an old dog. Because the old dog may not be what it used to be, but it still has tricks up his sleeve, still has pride. Looks at Buffalo as, oh, you're, you're the next pretty, pretty thing? Nah, you're not ready yet. So the old dog is somebody that you got to knock out. And there's a lot of pressure on Buffalo. I'm sure they're like, okay, here's the opportunity. But, you know, was it pressure or were they too hyped up and couldn't get the job done? That's what we need to figure out. But, you know, Pittsburgh is always going to be there. And at some point, yeah, we're going to say they're done. But they, they still got a little life in them. And right. That, that's what you have to put into consideration. Uh, Jacksonville as well took the L at the Houston Texans. And the numbers... 
as far as Trevor Lawrence were concerned. He did throw three touchdowns. He did also throw three interceptions. 332 yards was 28 of 51. So, I mean, all in all, not a, not a great QBR day or anything like that. It was his first NFL start. And, and Terry, I did see him make some throws. I mean, just why I didn't sit down and watch the game or analyze the game. I, I caught up on NFL. I still do watch NFL primetime, by the way. I'm a proud ESPN Plus mm. subscriber. It is a bit of an old bit. It is. But I still, I still do enjoy it. I like the way it's fast-paced. I, I, do, I do like that. But just watching Trevor Lawrence, he stepped up and made a couple of throws, Terry. I mean, he, he did, did, but he also he made threw, some throws like, oh, no, damn. Yeah. What, <laughs> dude, what were you doing? But yeah. that's youth. No, it is, and you saw him go back, and on a couple of those interceptions, you saw him go back to pass, and you knew what the outcome was. Just the way, Mm -hmm. you're not stepping backwards in the league. You're not stepping backwards and throwing the ball to the sideline and expecting that pass to survive. It looked like he didn't know what he was looking at. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway, and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah. Which is very possible because, you know, they always say the NFL defense is so complex and everything, and they can disguise things and everything. I think he was – he was – not sitting back patting the ball, but he was looking around running like, okay, I don't know exactly what's happening, but let me throw this ball anyway. And a more mature quarterback will say, you know what? I don't know what's happening. I'm going to tuck this and try to get a couple yards or just step out of bounds or just throw it away. Yeah, it, it is. It's just one of those things where we did see some tools with him, but again, going back to a rookie quarterback, you know what you're getting into, Urban Meyer. I'm not going to say that some health problems are around the corner for Urban Meyer after the first season yet. There could be. We'll see, though. You know, no, Urban's not, I'm not a cardiologist. Clutch, you know, no, Urban's going to be clutching at his chest uh, after a while. <laughs> when, when they get, what do you think? Week 13? No, when they go one and seven, it'd be, it could be close. Single you know, digits? You're saying yeah. week eight? Yeah, you could be like, oh, damn. Not feeling good today. <laughs> I haven't what, seen my family in a while. Right. Miss them. <laughs> what are we, one and eight? All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But, you know, I mean, as far as what else went on around the NFL, uh, what we saw with the Seahawks, you know, Russell Wilson was Russell Wilson. You know what you're getting with him. That, that was a big road win. It, to go into Indianapolis, some things are being expected of Indianapolis. I mean, Carson Wentz, I was a big Carson Wentz guy, but even I see the writing on the wall with him. Uh, even before he left and went to Indianapolis, that's a wrap for Carson Wentz, in my mind. Well, maybe you don't get those guys from the Dakotas and think they're going to tear up the league in the NFL. He had some moments, though, Terry. Everybody has moments. Do they? I mean, the, the thing is to be consistent. <clears throat> I'm telling everybody who has a name has moments. Um, you know, Jared Goff had his moments. Matthew Stafford has his moments. But the thing I'm looking at is consistency. Michael Boyd says... He's a rookie. Trevor Lawrence will be fine, but here's the two negative Nancy's take. Well, I, Michael, I don't think I was negative at all, man. I mean, I, I could see some hope with him. He, he fit some, some throws into a window with some good arm strength. I it's, wish he was here. 
I take that. Yeah, I, right. I, I was, I was good. That was going to be the point I was driving at. Give me him right now, and I'm cool. And granted, I'm a 2023 guy as it stands right now, because I want the two first round picks, and I, I want it. You know, I want it to play out. But with that being said, give me Trevor Lawrence, and I'd ride with that right now. You know who else I ride with? Since 1919, Coast has pursued one mission, to make the working professional's job safer and life easier. Today, Coast Lights are a favorite amongst tradesmen and women, outdoor enthusiasts, DYIers, first responders, and more. Visit CoastPortland.com. Use the code WSN20. Get 20% off your first purchase. They stand by their products. Back them up with a lifetime warranty. Buying for your whole crew? Sign up with Coast Crew to take advantage of the special discounts, early access to new products, and more. Again, that's 20% off with the code WSN20. CoastPortland.com. Welcome to the Call Sam Chopper Shop, where you can win a custom-built chopper while helping our veterans at the same time. Watch as the Bad Pig Custom Team turns this bike into a one-of-a-kind classic chopper. And when it's finished, we'll be donating the bike to Volunteers of America Michigan to raffle off in support of our vets. A great cause to give back to those who've given so much. Watch for Call Sam Chopper Shop episodes on our social media channels and get your raffle ticket today at callsam.com backslash chopper shop. Back at it here, Big D Energy Woodward Sports Network. We are off and running. Neil Rule here with you. DMAC, Darren McCarty, Joyke Bell not here today, but T-Foss is the godfather of Detroit sports media. Get godfather status when you're 30 for 30. So that's what it is, T-Foss. Okay, I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Woodward Sports bringing you the best high school football coverage on all of our social media channels. Friday nights at 9 o'clock, we got... Really, the one I'm most excited for all season long, Chippewa Valley of Macomb, Dakota, over on the east side, Terry. That's an east side heavyweight matchup. Oh, yeah. that They uh, they don't like each other. <laughs> no. No, they don't. And it's funny because the schools are roughly about four miles apart. They're, they're literally like four miles apart across Hall Road. Yeah, I remember uh, Dakota just slapped Chippewa Valley in the face every year. That's not the case anymore. No, it's not. There's going to be four to 5,000 people uh, at that game. That one's going to be on and popping. You can catch it on all the Woodward Sports social media outlets. Chad Bush will be on the call out there with Stick. Uh, they're having a lot of fun uh, doing those, uh, those high school games. So go ahead and get those at 9 o'clock when they come live. That one is going to be a lot of fun. Chippewa Valley embarrassed Catholic Central on Fox on Bally. I still do it, Fox Sports Detroit. On Bally's, the season opening kickoff weekend but out you know, in Wayne Don't State. beat yourself up over that because uh, we still call it DTE Energy. It's Pine it's Knob. Pine, that will always be Pine Knob, right. always. And I'm uh, a younger dude, too. Art's the, a younger dude. He still TCF says it. The TCF Center is still Cobble yeah. Hall. That's that's uh, never gonna not be Cobo Hall, right? To think too, like this weekend, I'm going to DT for a concert, no, but I'm not, not calling it you DT. Pine Knob. I'm going to Pine Knob because that's what it's called. That's what Bob Seger taught me, at least. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was running against the wind. He's running. I don't know if you wind. knew that or yeah, not. Against the wind. <laughs> He's still the same. MPWMU says Urban Meyer will be at USC in a few years, and and yeah, you know that that could be that could be the case. I, I'm just saying. Just look. Just keep his cardiologist on the uh, on the speed dial, or his family time with the family. That seems oh, to yeah. be the go-to. Urban man's got a great scheme going. You know, he's the Larry Brown of college football. He just kind of comes in. I'm tired of this. Leaves, moves on somewhere else, and he wins and, 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 <laughs> every time he goes to yeah, college. Well, he let's wins. Let's see if he's gonna win in the NFL. I'm not convinced of that. No, I'm I'm not either. 
but he does win in college everywhere he's ever been and he's won at a very very high level i did also want to touch about this we've been talking about going around the nfl and peeping out the scene this is one that seems to be a hot button topic with me with my friends with my work associates everything miami got the win in new england 17 16 yesterday and tua was 16 to 27 202 yards two touchdowns an interception had a quarterback rating of 40.1 But as you're seeing right now, if you're watching on the YouTube channel, did have that rushing touchdown that got things started. And Terry, the QBR was 40.1 yesterday, but two was seven and three as a starter. That's not what I think. That's what I know. Yeah. Why why is this guy so polarizing, man? Because all he does is go out there and win football games. It it may not be pretty, but he wins football games. But back in the day, we had Tim Tebow, who won games, went to a playoff, but the guy was awful as a quarterback. So in certain situations, you look at a team and says, the team is winning despite the performance of this guy. When you draft a guy like Tua as high as you did, you want him to be the reason that you win, not the reason that you kind of hung in the game. So uh, quarterbacks sell. Um, Tua is a guy, you know, people here in Detroit want it. Uh, how come you didn't take Tua over uh, Akuda? I, I was team I was team Tua all day long, and and that, that's nothing new. That's not today. Obviously, with the news of Akuda rupturing the Achilles and being out for the season, that's where I was at. I was I was like, all right, we're we're gonna get Tua. But Away we you go. know Tua Tua would not be seven and three with the Lions. He'd be three. And well, no, seven. because he he wouldn't he wouldn't have played yet. Oh yeah, you know you know if, that Terry. If he had played, he'd be three and seven. <laughs> if he had played, right? But he yes. probably wouldn't have played. Mm-hmm. But with all that being said, the guy finds a way to win. But I was told, I was told Miami's in a rebuild too. They had the fire sale. They sold everybody off, right? Did they not do that? They acquired draft capital. They locked it all up. Sure, but most teams rebuild for three or four years. The Lions rebuild for sixty years. There's a difference. <laughs> All right. Perpetually. Yes. No, but Miami's a team, too. I mean, you look at the, where they sit from a salary perspective. Their top two paid players are cornerbacks. And Byron Jones, Xavier Howard, you know, Devontae Parker, very manageable $12 million cap hit. They're in great financial shape. They still have a plethora of draft picks. And they have a quarterback that wins, man. Yeah. They do. Say what you want about the guy. As long as you get his record right. Yeah, I, I I guess, but not impressed yet. But I shouldn't I shouldn't be. He's still a young guy, progressing, and once again, I I feel that we are very impatient with young quarterbacks because uh, we just think they they're supposed to come in this league and burn this league up. Back in the day <laughs> when I was a youngster, these guys sat for two years or, right. or three years, and you're like, so we'd be saying, whatever happened to Tua? Oh, he's on the bench. Well, why? Because that's just the way things were done. And they learned. And then by the time they started playing, they could win a little bit. Then you can say, okay, this guy's good. Now I see why he was on the bench for three years. But now we're so impatient. It's like, draft the guy. Let's put him in there and see what he can do. STC Galasso says, thank God we never drafted Tua. Tua was never going to be a franchise quarterback. So stop, guys. Well, this, I don't, I don't believe I was up here saying, you know, He's going to light up the, the stat sheet or anything like that. But he wins, guys. He does. He, wins like, my, he would have been a disaster here. Well, that's the case with anybody, right? Yeah. I mean, look at what Matt Stafford did 
yesterday. And that's lazy. I know that's a lazy take. No, I get that. You would be calling for Tua's head by now. Get him out of here if he played for the Lions. Not me, Terry. I bought in. I yeah, bought in. But, I, I wouldn't But be. you didn't see what I see if he had come here. Sure. But all I can go by is what's happening. You would have and, and again, like STC Galasso says, Tua wasn't going to be a franchise quarterback. I, I, I can't speak to that because I don't know. What I do know is he's seven and three as a starter. That's what I know. Okay, and Tim Tebow took a team to the playoffs and won Doesn't a playoff mean game. No, he didn't win the playoff game. That defense. What are you won talking about, game. man? That was a seventy-eight yard dime that he threw. Okay, he made one play. The guy was awful. All I'm saying is, in the NFL playoffs, when he had the ball with a chance to go win the game, he won the game. Dude was awful. Do you see him playing I, I don't quarterback dispute today? That. I don't dispute that. He didn't even make it as a tight I don't, end. Terry, I don't dispute that. But I'm saying when he had the opportunity, he did it. He didn't put up six points in the final three quarters of a playoff game at Dallas. Should have been 13 points, but that's besides the point. <laughs> well, I don't know. Somebody was saying uh, everybody in Detroit sports media has the same takes. It, it's lazy, in my opinion. I just wanted to make sure I t- checked all the boxes. Okay, go ahead. What are we lazy about? That's yeah. what I want to know. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure I checked all the boxes. What okay. else? Did I miss anything? Oh, the Red Wings need to trade for a big physical defenseman, Terry. Oh, yeah. Right-handed shot. Yeah. Um, what else we got? Oh, you know what? The Pistons got to do Lindsey Hunter and Terry Mills and get Shaq here. Oh, man. We're, that's, that's coming next hour. We'll, 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 get to, we'll get to that in the next hour. Yep. There, there's no doubt. Did I, did I check all the lazy takes boxes? <laughs> oh, here's another one. Um, Canuck Dave says wins equal job security. Bingo. Kenneth, Kenneth Walker. I know he rushed for 264 yards, but who did he do it against? It's not the Big Ten team. Well, we're, the Big Ten's only good when it fits your narrative, Terry. That's what All I've right. noticed around I get here. It. I'm trying to figure that one Just out. Just like, and we're getting that new narrative with the Pac-12 now, I've noticed, all of a sudden. All of a sudden, the Pac-12's become, you know, the 1980s, 1970s, and 1980s Pac-12 again. Busted even though Ohio you know, State, that's all I know. Even though teams lost to, you know, 1AA teams or yeah. FCS teams at home scoring seven points. But Ohio State put up, like, almost 600 yards. They just messed up. Is there anything else? Uh, did, did I get to them all? I think we're good. Uh, no, I, I can tell you a future one. Um, she said the Pistons have drafted, drafted Cade Cunningham. We're going to have that debate. That's I'm looking down the road for down in the future Yeah, for you to fight with. Uh, STC Galasso responded, said Miami's trying to trade for Deshaun Watson still, so I think that shows you two isn't someone that elite. And it's someone that's in that elite tier. He's nowhere close. I'm just telling he's seven and three. But you he, know what? That's factual. You, you don't sit back on your ass and say the dude is seven and three. If you're Miami and your your mindset is you want to win, now that's if you have the opportunity to, to get a quarterback, you do it. Because Deshaun Watson is elite. He's elite. He is elite. He has experience. Might be in jail, but do you want? Maybe you should take that chance. Yeah, and you know I would like to see that even too if they if they're able to swing that trade. I'd be curious to see what Tua did at Houston with nothing around him. I would. I, I would be curious to see that. See, that, that's, that's what the Lions would do. They would say, ah, right, Tua is 7-3. and three. We know he's bad, but we'll, we'll just sit back on our ass and just let him go. Instead, a real franchise is saying, okay, he's 7-3, and three, but he's not going to win us a playoff game. He's not going to get us 14 wins this year. Deshaun Jackson is out there. 
let's try to get them. That's what a real franchise does. They don't sit back and say, ah, we're 7-3. We want some games with this dude. No, but I understand that. But, but again, it it goes back to my thing where – you know, if you're if you're starving, the old Eddie Murphy line. If if you're starving and someone throws you a cracker, it's gonna be the best cracker you ever ate in your life, right? I mean, that's again for the Dolphins. Let let's let's discuss all those all those great runs that they've had recently. You know what I'm saying? And, and look, both things can be true. If if Deshaun Watson is available, yeah, you can move on that. I understand that. That's elite. He's an elite player. I would do that trade too. But but the two a slander, I just I don't get it, man. It's because he hasn't played well. I think what people are doing is they're just looking at his individual body of work outside the wins and losses and said, This isn't good enough. This isn't good enough if we want to make the playoffs. This isn't good enough if we want to win playoff games. It was good enough here. This is Detroit. <laughs> we don't We're give talk it. about the Super that, Bowl. That's because you got clowns like him. <laughs> After every win, it's like, yeah, all right. You know, some sometimes winning a couple football games is not good enough. Winning championships is what it's about. Winning playoff games is what it's about. Here in Detroit, you finish nine and seven, keep your job. Or if you do finish nine and seven, which isn't good enough, you get another guy that wins nine games over three years. This place is you shouldn't you shouldn't count Detroit as um, as a barometer because we we just we don't know any better. We don't know what winning's about here. No, I know, but I was told it was okay here. But speaking of the Lions, when we come back, we'll be joined by Corey Woods, our Lions insider. He was down there at Ford Field yesterday. We'll get his thoughts. We'll get into the college football as well. Corey's Michigan. sipping the Kool Aid. Oh yeah, is he on the ten and seven limo? Are they swinging by Corey's estate to to scoop him up. I don't know. We'll see. We'll oh, ask yeah, him Corey's when we come the mechanic. back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll 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 be right back. But before we get to that, Fish, is my mic on? Because I got to tell you about Lady Jane's. Guys, let's be honest. We like simple stuff. We like football five days a week. We like things uncomplicated like Lady Jane's haircuts for men's. Walk in, sit in, sit down, and before you know it, you're handsome and clean. Get to Lady Jane's open 10 to 8, seven days a week. Walk in anytime. And as always, as you know, it is 100% wicked awesome. I'm looking to bring out another HVAC tech right now. We are recruiting five to 10 techs a month. We're looking to grow and expand. Every new tech we hire is from Northwestern Tech. The hands-on training is fantastic. They're always my first call. We love hiring Northwestern Tech grads. They come out trained and ready to work. Our program is only 10 and a half months and our next classes are starting soon. So why wait? I'm looking to hire. I'm looking to hire. Hire a graduate of Northwestern Tech. Northwestern Tech. Northwestern Tech. Northwestern Tech. Back at it here, Big D Energy Woodward Sports Network. Joyke Bell, Darren McCarty out. T Foss, Terry Foster, the Godfather, is in. And right now, as promised, we're joined by our Lions insider. He was down at Ford Field yesterday. He is Corey Woods. And Corey, appreciate your time as well. And hey, Corey, why are you mean mugging us today, man? What's yeah, up? look at that. Something bad happened? Oh, jeez. Why is he blinking like that? <laughs> I don't know. He's mean mugging I, us. I, I guess I guess Corey's not getting us right now. But that hey. Corey. Well, that day, you know. All right, we'll go back. We'll we'll go back. We'll go back to Corey. We'll we'll go back to him. 
But uh, find out what's uh, what's on his mind because he's he's uh, in in a bad mood. <laughs> yes, yes, he is. Uh, on our YouTube chat thread, Juices Go says, "Dude, I thought Joey Harrington was the answer. That was the last time I bathed in the Kool Aid." And and look, we've we've all we all have our we could do an entire show of going back to the annals of time. You and I discussed. I think it was the first or second time we were on. I was a big Aaron Gibson guy, a big Boss Bailey guy. So I mean, you know, we we can uh, we the streets are littered with our. Lions draft picks that we were wrong about. So I, I understand that. We all have that. That would be a great show one day, Terry. Maybe when they're like 2 and 14 or something like that, we're on a Monday. Maybe we'll go down memory lane. No, it's not if they are 2 and 14. It's when they're 2 and 14 or something like that. Yeah, because, yeah, that's that's the way it's looking. There is no question about it. But we'll talk college football coming up. But, again, just wrapping up. Uh, this whole Lions discussion here, I mean, you guys saw what it was. In case you missed it, you know, we are in the second hour of the show. Jeff Akuda has been lost for the season, a ruptured Achilles. So uh, we'll keep an eye on him for next year into training camp. And sadly, that's what it is for the third overall draft pick from two years ago. And, you know, Terry, it's it's par for the course, right? I mean, it's, it's just that's the things that happened to the Detroit Lions. He's TCO. Training Camp Akuda. That's the only time we are going to get to see him, uh, evaluate him, care about him. Uh, I, I, I just think, you know, when you have a ruptured tendon or Achilles, I, it just doesn't – if he's an older guy, they just say, you know what, I'm retiring. A younger guy, yeah, he's going to try to come back. He's going to try to play, but he's not going to be what he was before. And he wasn't, he wasn't much in, in the first place. So I think officially we could say that draft pick is wasted. I think so too. Uh, you're right. We have, you know, on our YouTube chat thread, Jeff Berg says in 2022 draft, draft all defense. And you, you're unfortunately, Terry, going to have to run that back. That, that's where you pay double in all this and, and actually triple. Because number one, you wasted a third overall draft pick. Or it looks like a good certainty that you wasted a, a third overall draft pick. Number two, you have four years, $33 million on the books that you're in year number two of. And number three, you have to use more draft capital to replace what you lost. I mean, it's a triple whammy, Terry. It is. And that, that was where, when the rookie pay scale was what it was, teams like the Detroit Lions and the Bengals and things like that, they had to pay twice because they had to pay these rookies these, this massive amount of money. And if they didn't work, you paid twice. You paid in that you wasted the draft pick. And financially, you got the boom lowered on you, like yeah, Joe Harrington. And, and, and in consecutive years, the Lions had to get Indomitian Sue, pay him a lot, Matthew Stafford, and Calvin Johnson. And then when they did hit, you got to pay him the max. You got to pay him the market max. Right. And maybe the, and, and the thing is, Indomitian Sue never wanted to be here. I mean, you had an opportunity to draft Aaron Donald. You didn't do that. Um, Indomitian Sue made it known as soon as he got here. I don't want to be here. I want to be elsewhere. The stupid Lions would think, oh, no, he wants to be here. Uh, he's our guy. He likes it here. He's going to stay, blah, blah, blah. No, he's not. He's gone. He took that personal income tax uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> That personal income tax credit that he gets down in Florida. Right now we are joined by our Lions insider, Corey Woods, here in studio. He was down at Allen Park. Or excuse me, Allen Park. I, I keep going in that training camp mode. Still Corey. training camp. No, he, we're, we're, we're in the regular season now, baby. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that you were used to being down there at Allen Park. But you, know, you were at Ford Field yesterday. Just kind of your thoughts. I know you talked to some of the players in the press conferences. Just give me your 30,000-foot view of what they had to say. 
Well, one thing that the players were talking about is they just, and I'm actually writing about it right now, is even with that loss and how everything transpired, they're still feeling very confident about how everything went down. And one guy that they're feeling very confident is Jared Goff. I'm not going to give too much juice about that, but the... You know, he threw that pick six. Yeah, it, it, it was pretty bad omen. But also, too, you, like Dan Campbell said, you can't put 57 passes on the guy and expect to go out there and win it. 57 passes is a lot, even for the best quarterbacks. And just the situation that the Lions were in yesterday, they're going to be a run-heavy team. So to put golf in that position was not great. But even then, they came... The one thing that I will say that a lot of people are liking is how they fought. You know, normally when you saw that that it was 41 to 17, I'm like, okay, go ahead, mail it in. 5:54 left, just go ahead and mail it in. But and then they go ahead and get that touchdown to bring it within two scores. You're like, okay, garbage points. But then they went ahead and got the onside kick and then scored again. And then the defense went out there and got the turnover. So the one thing that I can say is that was really great is that for if if that were that were Matt Patricia. That team would have mailed it in. If that were Jerry, if that were um, Jim Caldwell, that team would have mailed it in. Dan Campbell had those guys fighting until the very end. So while there are not any moral victories, they pretty much did what you want this, want them to do. They pulled off a, um, something that the Pistons did last year. They were competitive competitive to the end, but you still want them to lose. So those draft picks go well. Yeah, and, and that's and that's where I'm at with it. I, I'm Team 2023. You've heard me say that uh, up here in this studio before. I want a T-shirt. I want a Honolulu Blue T-shirt that just says hashtag 2023 on it because that that's when I'll pick back up. So I, I appreciate that comparison because I, that makes me feel better. It does. It really makes me feel better about the situation. Now, certainly the breaking news of the day, Corey, Jeff Okuda, the ruptured Achilles. Now, I would imagine you got the sense yesterday – that it was bad. Nobody was saying anything, but I, of course, Dan Campbell in the press conference said we think it might be an Achilles, so they had some understanding. What was the mood like as far as that was concerned when he delivered that? You know, how, how did he kind of seem about it? He, he seemed like they already knew what it was. Uh, he, he alluded to it. He said he immediately went to it. Like he said, it was um, somewhere in the ankle Achilles, in, Achilles area. He didn't want to confirm it right there but they pretty much knew at that moment so he pretty much just gave everybody a little leg of like hey this is the direction that is going and it's just another tough blow for them earlier in the week they already lost taylor decker star star left tackle then you have to panay has to go ahead and transition back to his natural role real quick now you have okuda out who for he had a really strong training camp and preseason a lot of expectations for him to do well, especially with the work that he's put in with Aaron Glenn and Aubrey Pleasant. Everybody thought this was going to be the breakout year for Okuda. Now they have to wait another year to see what they have with this guy at the third overall pick. So expect them to look at Ifeatu, Melifonwu, and A.J. Parker, who was an undrafted rookie. They're going to probably look to the rookies to go ahead and fill in that role. Who knows if they maybe try to go to free agency and add a guy. But right now, it's just a, another unfortunate break for the Lions. And yeah, once he went to the sideline, it was pretty much just like... We we, they knew it was a bad injury, but yeah, last thing with, with the Achilles, uh, with Dan Campbell alluded to, was pretty much fear that that's the direction it was going. Corey, before you uh, write your rah-rah piece on the Detroit Lions, your Uncle Terry wants to warn you. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Wait, before you go in that's there, what it so I, I, like, Corey, we got we to wait, 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 we got to cut through the BS. We got to cut through the BS real quick on the on the on the on the rah-rah piece because um, hold on one second, y'all, because <laughs> I have not been behind the producer wheel for a for a very long time. But we got to cut through the BS on the rah-rah. It's no rah-rah. I said this team was going to be five and twelve. I know. I said it's going to be five and twelve. So where is the rah-rah coming from? And how proud you were of them and, 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 and that this great comeback. Dude, we've seen this movie before over and over and over again where they're just getting their butts handed to them. 
And I'm convinced other teams give up. They're like, okay, the Lions are done. We've won this game. We don't have to worry about these guys anymore. And the Lions are still trying to fight and scratch and paw. What didn't we? What was the last quarterback here? What do we call him? Pat Stafford. This is what he did. He 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 put up meaningless yards, meaningless points, and they lose by eight or nine points. But you know, at some point they're down by thirty. I'm not giving out chocolate chip cookies and milk for that performance. They were awful. They were dreadful. It was a bad game. They should have been in that position. It was 41-17. to 17. I don't think anybody's going to give them any cookies about that. But at the same time, again, you still want them to be – you still want to see competitive football. Would you, would you have rather seen them just go ahead and mail it in at 41-17? to 17? No, nobody wants to see that. They were getting their teeth kicked in. At least they – I mean, they didn't send the fans home happy. The, the Lions, they're, the players, they're not happy. But, again, you don't want to see a team just roll over and die. And, 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 and regardless of what happened, they didn't do that. And I, for that, I would just say – it's good to see it's something to build upon. You, they got to do more, but at least it was a start. It's just, this is not a great football it, roster. We know that. But you're not building on anything. When when other teams go into prevent prevent defenses and and they start rushing the passer and they're and they're in relaxed mode, you're not getting anything done. And you're you play to win. Hey, what did Herm Edwards say? When what did Herm Edwards say? You play to win the game. You play to the final snap, and the Lions play to the final snap. And they yeah, lost. But, but Corey, the problem is half of the fans were home watching the comeback on television because because they left. And Rack here on our YouTube chat thread says Corey clearly didn't watch the first half of the show. Ella, I'll do you one better. I, the Lions said they had 59,000 fans there yesterday. I don't think it was that many because it was a lot of empty seats. Maybe they may have sold that many tickets, but I don't believe there are that many fans actually in attendance. Yeah, I thought that was the case, too, throughout the weekend, and even in some of the college games, the NFL games. Here. Yeah, well, maybe. Uh, hopefully. You, you, you would hope that that's the case, just for their own sake. But, you know, Corey, again, I mean, going back to it, Panay Sewell was, was the story for me. He will continue to be the story. I thought, and, and I was, it was a rocky beginning. I'll say it like that. But with Sewell, as far as what he did yesterday, I thought he was, he was very, very good. Nick Bosa is going to, he's going to beat you. You know, Nick Bosa drives a Mercedes too, man. Like he's, you know, he's, he's a very, very good player in the league. He's going to make plays. What was kind of the vibe about Sewell? I would imagine everybody was, was fairly happy with, with what they saw. I was very happy. But the thing, Corey, and what about Sewell himself? I don't know if you were there for, for his press conference or not. The thing that, that made me feel the best about that entire game was when Sewell said, somebody asked him, you know, how do you feel you played? You, you played pretty well. You know, Nick Bosa got you on, on one or two plays. He said, I can't have those one or two plays. That's the kind of attitude I'm looking for. I didn't hear Sewell say, well, you know, I, I tried hard the whole game. I played hard the whole game. His thing was, I got beat, and I can't get beat. And I don't care if it's Nick Bosa, Lawrence Taylor, or who it is. I can't get beat. And, Corey, that's the thing that really jumped out to me to say, I like what this guy's about. I like where, where his drive is. And I, most importantly, Corey, I like his accountability. His, his accountability was definitely on um, display yesterday. Um, it's, you, he's a guy that Dan Campbell said that, He's not going to make the same mistakes twice, and if he does make a mistake, he's going to work his hardest to not make. He's going to work his hardest not to make that same mistake. And we saw that yesterday because early on, 
he let Jared Goff take one that almost could have took did. him out for the season. He did. So, so it, it was an ugly play, but he shored it up, he cleaned it up, and he played he played exceptionally well for, to finish the game. And even Jared Goff talked about that in the, in the, in the post. He said that he thought Panay played great. Um, um, Dan Campbell t- thought he played great. And also, too, this is a guy who originally played left tackle at, or- at Oregon, didn't play at all last year, and then throughout training camp and preseason, practiced at right tackle because that's where he was transitioning to. Then just three days before the game, you find out that you got to go back to left tackle and go up against Nick Bosa. Um, thought, he did his- thought he did well. And here's actually a quote from Nick Bosa on, on Panay. He's going to be good. He's more comfortable on the left. I could tell. The tape I saw was on the right. I told him after the game he's better on the left and he's more comfortable on the left. He's going to be a solid player for sure. And that's so, Nick Bosa talking. And that's Nick and that's Nick and that's Nick Bosa talking, like you said. So I know that they said that, you know, long term Panay is going to go back to right and going to bring Decker back to left. But if Panay keeps on showing out at the left tackle, you might have to make some changes. If they do that, they're stupid. Because when Panay Sewell, 12 years from now, if he's still playing, what position is he going to be playing? He's going to be playing left tackle. He's going to be playing Hopefully left tackle. Hopefully getting fitted for a yellow right. jacket after he's done. Right. You didn't draft this guy to be a right tackle. What you did is you're letting Taylor Decker have his moment, let him be a left tackle for a bit, but then eventually Taylor Decker in his waning years has to move to right tackle, and Panay Sewell has to be the man on that 100% line. 100% agree. 100% agree. Yeah, so. and, that, and that's where it is. Well, Corey, as always, man, we appreciate your time. Where, where are you going to be posting your stuff to be read at? My stuff is going to be on none other than WoodwardSports.com. So, you know, make sure you uh, check me out there and follow our and Twitter. I, at I, hope, I hope the first two two words of the uh, piece aren't rah-rah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, I can promise. I can promise you that they, they, they won't be rah rah. But it's not gonna. It's not gonna be the slam piece you're looking for. It's just gonna be pretty much this. Nah, cut, cut you don't have to slam them. But I, you know, I, I thought you were jumping up and down and say, "Oh, my little lions don't quit. They don't quit. They're so they're so good." Well, well, you know what? I, I'm gonna do something that you you got on everybody on the morning show from before a couple a couple of uh, months ago. I'm unbiased. I mean, if I see something I like, I'm gonna point it out. If I see something I don't like, I'm gonna slam it. Well, I thought you were going to call the Lions we in your piece. Oh, no, I, I, <laughs> Come on, I've Terry. Never, I've never done that. That's where I'll draw the line. Corey, I got you here. I'll draw the line right there. Jam it or slam it, Corey. Two, four, eight. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's right. We're taking the 96th caller. No, but Corey, I do appreciate it, man. Go to WoodwardSports.com. You can read his stuff out there. And uh, appreciate Corey jumping on as well. Real quickly here on the YouTube chat thread, a good, uh, Juice's Ghost says that Akuda will get cut next year. And I would say, no, he won't, because that's an $11 million cap hit. So he ain't getting cut next year. I wouldn't be, wouldn't be surprised. Because they're not going to be good anyway, so what do they care about the $11 million yeah, but, I mean, cap hit? I, I know, but you still, you still have to feel the team, though. There's still a floor you have to get to. So That is true. I, I, and, I would but be surprised. You, it's, it's not your draft pick, so you don't feel that you have to protect him. You're showing how bad I, I, yeah, the previous manager was. Yeah, I do like that angle. Was. Yeah, and you can kind of make a statement without making a statement. Mm-hmm. There is there is no question about it. Art's got a statement for us. I do have a statement. Let me tell you about the great people and great places and great things and everything great about Levels. Uh, starting right now, you can get 10% off your order just by mentioning Woodward Sports. It's that simple. So make sure that you check out Levels. Whether you are in-store or on the app, make sure you mention Woodward Sports. Get 10% off everything from T. Grizzly's gas 
to DMAX Special Strain, the Max 69, and Edibles. They're all on sale right now. Download the Enjoy Levels app today. Start saving. Okay, you thirsty little spin goblins. I want you to pedal into the next dimension. Spin it! Spin! Spin! Uh-oh! Carmen's falling behind. Let's give her the hiss of shame. Spin! Spin! Spin till you bleed! Don't ride the bike of shame. Come to Planet Fitness and find your own lane with tons of equipment, free fitness training, and no hissing. Join today for just $10 a month. Welcome back. Big D Energy, Neil Rule here with T. Foss, Terry Foster, Detroit sports media legend. Happy to have you along. DMAC will be back on Wednesday. Joyke Bell will be back tomorrow. Uh, curious to get Joyke's thoughts on what he saw with the Detroit Lions. So we will wrap about that tomorrow. But I did want to wrap up that NFL discussion and get to the college stuff because I think it was a big, big Saturday. It certainly was a big Saturday for Michigan fans. Uh, maybe not quite as big of a Saturday for Big Ten fans. Michigan gets the win 31-10 to over Washington. Michigan State did what they were supposed to do. They played Youngstown State, who, by the way, you know, I, I talk about one double A as Terry and I, you know, one double A. I know the FCS now, I guess, is the proper terminology. Youngstown State's a pretty good FCS football team, as is Montana, who beat Washington at Washington and held them to seven points. And, and look, I to, to be fair, you guys know this. I qualified this on Friday. I qualified this on Thursday. To me, that game against Washington, Terry, there was nothing Michigan could do other than bad things. To me, they win it. They're supposed to. Washington is a brutal, brutal Power 5 team this year. And I know they were in the playoff a couple of years ago. But you know what? Steve Entman ain't walking through that door for Washington. No, once they lost to Montana. That was a wrap. That was, yeah, that was it. It was, okay, you're supposed to beat them up, uh, have your 9-11 celebration, let's cheer, uh, let's have some enthusiasm. So it became a show. Um, but, you know, it's, it was still a Power 5 team. And uh, so it, it was, to me, it was entertainment. It was entertainment because, you know, Washington is a name, so they beat up on the name and everything. And uh, Michigan now has to prove that they can beat teams like this because we're still trying to figure Michigan out. You know, Michigan beats a lot of folks, but there's certain folks they don't beat. So now if they can roll through Washington easily, it shows that they're capable of beating Michigan State. Um, they're capable of competing with Ohio State. I'm not going to say that they can beat them. but the thing, And we won't know until they play. No. and But the thing that I was um, – taken back about was with announcers were saying how Ohio State is up on the bulletin board now how Jim Harbaugh is saying what did you do today to beat Ohio State that's the way it used to be every day at Michigan that you know it was because if you can beat Ohio State you can beat anybody else so I think now the takeaway for me is if they can become a team that beats Ohio State. Everything else will fall into place. The schedule is weak. The Big Ten is not that good. Um, so that's that's what I, I took from that. And that's, that's, I think, where I'm getting to, too. And, you know, Michigan pounded them on the ground. And, and I will stand up for Jim Harbaugh and the Michigan coaching staff on this point. I know that they took a lot of criticism, certainly in the media, certainly from people on social media, 
as well. And I got a text here from Doug that says, even though McNamara only threw the ball 15 times for 50 yards, I think this is the first time that Jimmy stayed with something that was working, i.e. running the ball and just rammed it down Washington's throat. What's your thoughts? And yeah, why would they stop? I, I heard people talking about that. Why, why did McNamara only throw the ball that many times? And you know, they need to see evidence that the passing game is working. It's not like that they beat this. They were up 42 nothing at halftime. I mean, they still had to salt, quote unquote, salt the game away. But here, here's why that criticism is, is out there. Because at some point, you're not just beating Washington. You're preparing for better teams. You're preparing uh, to play Michigan State. You're preparing to play Ohio State. And the upper teams, you can't just pass the ball 15 times and expect to win. You're not going to be able to pound them. You're not going to be able to – maybe you can pound Ohio State this year because it looks like their defense is a little shaky on the run. Right. But for the most part, you're going to have to have a more balanced offense to beat the elite team. So that's maybe why people are looking like, okay, you only threw it 15 times. Against Washington, it was unnecessary. But against Ohio State, you're going to have to pass the ball 20, 25 times. And, and that's and probably what they're looking well. at. Yeah. And so Michigan now, they are ranked in the top 25 coming in with that number 25 ranking, which I knew that was going to happen as well. And again, guys, I'm not saying anything new. I'm not doing revisionist history. They're, you can go back and see the shows from last week. I, I'm just There was nothing they could do to impress to me this week. There was nothing. You're talking about a Washington team. That lost to it, or that that lost to an FCS team at home, scored seven points at home, and, and were booed, and, and were booed off the field. Yes, sir. And we saw, and you heard the announcers talk. Was it like nineteen consecutive drives at one point before they scored against Michigan that they didn't score any points on in today's day and age of college football? And again, I know that we want to get caught up with the fact that Washington went to the college football playoff not that long ago, within the decade. I know we want to get caught up in that, but this ain't that team. And that they're bad. They're a bad football team, Terry. They're they're a middle of the road group of five team. I mean, you you could put them you could put them in conference USA, and I don't know how many games they would win. You know how I know? They lost to Montana at home. Right. Well, that, they I'm just not, I'm not impressed, Terry. I it, it I lo- I'm impressed with the way that they continue to do what they were doing from a coaching perspective because Jimmy Johnson said it best when he was talking about that time that they just beat the hell out of Notre Dame and he said I can't coach both teams and and Jim Harbaugh can't coach both teams in that situation so if something's working you keep doing it this isn't you know this isn't let's let's feel good about everybody and stuff like this you're playing for money. I know it's college, but you are playing for money, Terry. I hate to break that news to everybody. Right, he he's uh, he's turned into Stanford Jimmy. You know, there's <laughs> Stanford. There's very little pressure to win, so he could just ground and pound and and kind of win that way. So work there, and it seems like he's trying to go back to that because Michigan um, had a reputation. I know this probably bothers uh, Harbaugh because he played for both, being a little bit soft. Yeah, not not strong Michigan can't really run the ball when they need to yeah they can get flashy on you and now and then but uh, I I think he heard that you know people are saying Michigan's not that tough and Jim Harbaugh is like whoa what the hell are you talking about this is Michigan but I, I think the other thing from this game is these young coaches that he hired we're getting to see what they're all about as far as inspiring a team Michigan didn't seem inspired in previous years because 
Jim Harbaugh was just doing goofy things, and then he had old coaches that I'm sure disagreed with the way he his approach. But sometimes you got to you know forget about the experienced coach. Sometimes a team needs to be motivated. Sometimes a team or a group of guys need to be stimulated. And I think that's what Michigan and the Lions were both in the same spot. They didn't need Vince Lombardi to come walking through that door. They needed somebody that's going to get these guys all revved up and ready to play. And I think that's what the Lions and Michigan football all did in the same year. Yeah, they did. And the truth's going to be told about Michigan. There's nothing new here. They're going to be 4-0. Uh, they're going to be 4-0. They are. And I would imagine if Michigan's 4-0, that they'll be hovering around that number 10, 10 to 15 ranking, national ranking, as they'll be sliding into that game at Wisconsin. And you'll see that game pop up probably on ABC. And, you know, it'll be, hey, here's Michigan. They're back. They're ready to go. We've seen this act before. Yeah, Michigan, I'm just telling you guys, this Michigan, is how it's going to go. I'm not hating. I'm just, this Michigan is how it'll be. Michigan is in a tough spot. Michigan, it's not how many games you win. It's who you beat. Right. Uh, if you beat Ohio State and Michigan State, and I think their first barometer game is going to be Wisconsin. It, it will if, be. If you beat Wisconsin, I think that's on that's a road game. If you win that game, You're back. then you got to pay attention to them. Okay. Then yeah. maybe they do have a shot at this. And, and you know, they, they got Northern Illinois coming in next week, and then Rutgers will be in for homecoming. <clears throat> Greg Schiano, though, just say, don't sleep on Greg Schiano. Just yeah. don't. Rutgers is, I would call them dangerous maybe like a little a little less than dangerous but not dangerous I, with a small d yeah, about that? <laughs> there you go. that's why that's why you make a living with your words Terry. scrappy Scra- yeah yeah there you uh, go game if, if you if a very you don't, game ruckers if you don't pay attention they could bite you on the leg wouldn't be a fatal injury but your leg still hurts <laughs> yeah so you got to be careful with ruckers yeah I, I i do i think that's a good way to put it but yeah they're going to be 4-0 coming into that wisconsin game they'll be like like i said they'll be ranked between 10 and 15 because that's the way that this stuff always works uh got some got some reaction coming in too on our youtube chat thread and and mike g says rule breaker washington looked terrible simply terrible against michigan juices ghost says i agree washington sounded scary on paper from past seasons but they were not and again i'm not i'm not penalizing them for it you can only beat who's in front of you and i gave michigan a lot of credit see here's where i'll stay consistent i gave michigan a lot of credit for signing the contract to play those games i did because we hadn't necessarily seen that in the past from michigan no. If if you know there'd be a couple MAC teams coming in, maybe you get a UConn or a Syracuse or something like that, and then that would be it. So, you know, for me, I give them credit for taking on the game. You can't control what Washington does. It's obvious they're terrible. They're zero two with losses to Montana and Michigan. That's what they are. So, you know, Pac twelve, man. Whew. We're talking about the Big Ten. Doesn't the early returns of the Big Ten doesn't look good? Mm-hmm. Look at the Pac twelve. You got USC losing to Stanford by double digits. Well, they're in the same conference. But uh, you had Oregon beating Ohio State. Uh, yeah, right. Well, no, 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 no. I was told that that's different. Like, that, that, what, am I, what am I always told about the SEC? Well, it's Alabama and nobody else. Isn't that what I always get told, Terry? <laughs> and we're told the Big Ten is Ohio State and nobody else. Which turns out to be the case, usually. And, but the big dog lost to Oregon. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, so the Pac-10 is going to get somebody in the Final Four because of that game. Yeah, well, they might, as long as that, well, somebody's Oregon. Right. <laughs> they might get Oregon in that game, nobody right. else. But Oregon's proven that they, you know, they can't quite get to it. Art will get to it, though. I'll get to it, and I'll get to it telling you about the great 
pizza from Papa Romano's. That's right. Check them out. Or as Joy, or Joy says, Papa, or Papa Romino's. But we call them yeah. Papa Romano's around here. Go Greek with Papa Romano's for a limited time only. Papa Romano's is introducing their new Greek pizza. It's a classic blend. I mean, look at it. It looks delicious. Bold Greek flavors, tasty Mediterranean toppings with tomatoes, olives, onions, feta cheese, and more. Get a large Greek pizza for $16.99. Here's my favorite part. I just like to say, Opa! Make sure you download the Woodward Sports app in the App Store and the Google Play Store today. Take Woodward Sports with you wherever you go and listen live on your phone or mobile device. What it do, baby? We're coming down the stretch here on Big D Energy, Woodward Sports Network. My name is Neil Rule. He's T. Foss, Terry Foster. Joyke Bell will be back in tomorrow. DMAC will be back in on Wednesday, but we're wrapping football. You know what it is, man. It's a football reaction Monday. Talking college football right now, the Michigan State Spartans, Terry. Uh, much the same way for me with Michigan and their game against Western, their game against Northern Illinois, their game against Washington. There's, there wasn't really much Michigan State can do for you outside of lose or narrowly win or anything like that. Then we'd they, be talking about then it. Then we'd be talking about it. But, they, you know, they seized control of that game. They did what they were supposed to do. No great ground was broken, but solid, you know, solid win. Yeah, and look like uh, Youngstown State knew they could run the football, so Michigan State passed the ball. So I think Michigan State is trying to show some versatility. You know, week one, you saw Kenneth Walker, you know, rush for 264 yards. And then this game, it seemed like Youngstown State, we're going to stop the run, but you don't have the corners to stop the Michigan State wide receivers. So, yeah, we'll just pass on you. So, uh, if anything, Michigan State showed that they can be a versatile team and that I tell you what, if you only have 30-second games, Michigan State be the number one team in the nation. (laughs) I mean, they, they score in that first play. (laughs) <laughs> and and, and uh, Tucker always said, well, we want to start fast. No kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder who's going to be the October Heisman this year between Michigan and Michigan State. We got a – Kenneth Walker's got a lock Michigan right now. Michigan always wins the, the Oct- September, September or October, October Heisman. Heisman. So yeah. there's no way that – Chad Hutchinson? You talking about Aiden? Or, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, Chad Aiden. Hutchinson's son, yes. Aiden Hutchinson. Yes. Yeah. Aiden Hutchinson's winning the uh, October Heisman. Here's the thing that I had real quickly, too, is, but I did want to go back to the Michigan thing just for a second. And I know what the answer is, guys, so, so save the because it's not retired. I get that. Why is anyone wearing number two for Michigan football? They have two players wearing number two. And I get that it's college football and you need, you need a lot of numbers. That man's got a gold jacket. Sacrilegious. He won a Heisman. I was, I was taken aback when I saw that. Like, how is there somebody rocking number two for Michigan? And scrubs. It's not like, you know... That, that, that is ridiculous. I mean, we've had the debate in this town, should someone wear number nine for the Lions again? Yeah, hell yeah, they should. Yeah. But two for Michigan, no. Yeah, I, just, I, I, was, I was blown away. I was absolutely blown away. And look, guys, again, I get it because it hasn't been retired. I understand the logic as to why I'm asking why. There's two different whys there, Terry. I, no, I get your why, yeah. <laughs> and your why is right. 
I don't care if the number is not retired. No one should be wearing that number. Yeah, that's. It just it really seemed weird to me. You know, like that's. It just and it didn't sit right either. I I, yeah, I it's instantly not like got angry. Woods in, in, in the Michigan athletic program at odds or anything. Right. Just shouldn't be that way. It's not like it's Chris Weber who right, all of a sudden bam. now it's cool. Now that he's in the Hall of Fame, we're gonna figure it out all of a sudden. That's really weird, huh? Well, I didn't I didn't see all his boys at his uh inauguration. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, but we're gonna find out about Michigan State though, uh, this week too, with them going to Miami. That's gonna that's gonna be a game. I'm, that's appointment viewing for me. I, I want to yeah. see. And, and look, Miami's no great shakes. I, I think Miami was a much better team last year because they did have two first round picks in the NFL <laughs> draft. Gregory Russo was was my guy. I was a big Gregory Russo guy for Miami. But we're gonna find out about them. They're at Miami. Nebraska's coming to town. And then keep an eye on this one too. The Western Kentucky game. That's homecoming game for Michigan State. But Western Kentucky can sling it and score some points. So we'll see We'll see how that goes. But th- this is appointment viewing for me on noon uh, when when Michigan State plays at Miami. What, what's, your, what's your level with Michigan State right now, Terry? Where are you at with them? Uh, I think they have, they've been better than I thought they were going to be. Uh, I think the main thing with them is that Mel Tucker not only changed uh, culture, but he changed over an entire roster, and he got them to play together. Uh, with the limited time that he had to do that, I, I, I thought it would be almost impossible to do to accomplish something like that. Now, it seems like guys want to go to Michigan State. They want to play for this guy. Um, he's doing something special right now, in my opinion, um, because, I mean, he, 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 I mean, this is like a 50%, 60% roster change from what right. it was last year. And he's, you know, the overcoming COVID and all that stuff. I think he's special right now. And, uh, and I think players are really buying into him. And, I, and they're doing much better than I expected them to do. It, it reminds me a lot of the D'Antonio years, the playoff years. The early years. The, the Rose yeah. Bowl years. The, the years where they were winning big games. It's a mentality there. They, they're dangerous with a capital D. As far as Michigan is concerned, make no mistake, man. I I can't wait for that game because that's going to be that's going to be personal for Michigan State. It will, and both sides are going to claim there's no way they can lose. Right? They'll they're both sides, both fan bases, and so that's going to add to the aura of this uh, this game. And, And you know what? I think Harbaugh realizes. Toughest team wins, so that's why he's got his boys uh, running the football. Yeah, and Michigan State has shown to be the tougher team on, right. on most of the occasions over the last decade. Right. And, and they're not going to take a step back from Mel Tucker from being tough. Because no. he's kind of a tough guy. He is a player's coach, but he, he gets on him. Yeah, as I said, I, I listened to his podcast he did with Maurice Jones-Drew, and to hear Maurice Jones-Drew talk to Tucker – and talk about him the way that he like that's a pro that's a that's an NFL pro mm-hmm. bowler man that's made his money that was a big time player in the league just the level of respect not only not only in the words Terry but you know you you can hear somebody talk about someone right and you can just tell the level of respect he had for him that and to be honest with you I was mowing the lawn in July or something like that and listened to that while I was mowing the lawn and I thought wow like this dude this dude could make a mark on this team because people buy into what he says right. Let's throw out the X's and O's. How do you 
have an organization. That's what a football team is, an organization. You get rid of half your guys, and you got all these guys that want to come in, and then you reorganize the organization so that everybody's buying in. That's a tough thing to do. Off He's, of Zoom calls. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, off of Zoom call. He's selling something that we don't know about yet. Absolutely. And, and I, I would just be, if I were a Michigan fan, you know, I would be weary of that. I would be. And look, I, I self, self-professed. I'm, I have to give Michigan football a lot of slack, and there hasn't been a reason to. But that's going to be a hornet's nest that they walk into. And I know because the hype machine's getting ready to brew, everybody. It is. Can you imagine two weeks from now? And we already know what's in front, Northern Illinois and Rutgers. They're going to be 4-0, Terry, and how's this town going to be? How's it, how's it going to be, Terry? They'll be, they'll be on fire. But here, here's, here's the thing that fuels Michigan State is they know they're going to be ranked behind Michigan no matter what. No matter what. Because I would say, if, you know, if you're going to do the ranking from the scrap heap thing, and we've seen this before with the bowl selections, mm-hmm. and, you, know, you, know, you know the pecking order, Terry. You, you know what goes on behind right. the closed doors. I would think if you were going to pick anyone off the scrap heap to have them rank, Michigan State's resume is more impressive than Michigan's right now. But they're not Michigan. But they're not Michigan. It's not the block M. Absolutely. So they'll be ranked behind them. The whole world is going to tell you how Michigan is going to win this game. Somebody on Michigan side will chirp up and call them little brothers. And if they do that, it's, it's a wrap. Michigan State will win that game because that fuels MSU. I've had an, enough conversations with MSU players that said, we like it when Michigan talks that little brother crap because all these little guys get pissed off and the only thing they see is Michigan and we're going to crush these guys. That, that's their mentality. So if they shut up and, and don't talk little brother, don't talk down to Michigan State, that motivation isn't as great, and Michigan has a better chance at winning. But somebody it will be stupid and get brave and talk about that stuff. If, I, if I'm a hardball, I would probably keep my uh, players away from the media and, <laughs> yeah. and from their friends, too. Yeah, certainly. And, you know, again, that's just where it is for me. But it'll, it'll play out, and everybody's going to be on fire about it. We, we know that for sure. Anything else kind of jump at you around the, the world of college football nationally? How about Jacksonville State planting yeah, a flag a, at the 50-yard line of Florida State? When I saw that, I thought it was like a replay from like 50 years ago or something. And I was like, this can't be today. And I'm like, oh, it is today, 2020. That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, the, but, the huge play to win the game, and we're, we're showing it now on the YouTube thread. It's just, it was incredible to me. And you have moments, right? I, I think Michigan, for better or for worse, Michigan has had these moments that the, the block punt was one of these moments where you get moments like that where everybody's just stunned well, yeah, but in the stands. That was against, this is against Jacksonville State. Right. This is their Appalachian State. Yeah, the Appalachian State game was, was going to be another one that I talked about. We see moments. That's Florida State's moment. That's rock bottom. Yeah. They, they they are at rock bottom, and it happened quick. Jameis Winston was there winning natties. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. This could be a death blow to Florida yeah, State. Yeah, it's, it's over, and it's not coming back. And I, I was a I was college football is better when Miami's good, when Florida State's good. It is. It's better because there's more characters, but it's over. Florida right. State and then, is dead and, then and gone. They play each other, and you care. You care about Florida, Florida State. Because they this would fight before the right. game, and you, you had all that, and they'd mm-hmm. just stand at the 50-yard line and stomp each other's logo. I love that stuff. Right. I want to be entertained. And I then love Miami that stuff. would be in the stands 
ready to come out and, and want to play the the winner. <laughs> so now we don't have that anymore. No, that that's dead and gone, and it's it's sad. It's sad. No, it used to be that way. Nebraska. Nebraska. They, yeah. They're gonna go to Oklahoma and and get rocked. Yeah. And Bloody Mary says, Terry, shut your face. Jacksonville State's in the top five of the SCS consistently. And oh, look, no, whoop-de-doo. But I, and, I, and I'm with you because, look, I broadcast mid-major basketball. They never get the respect they deserve. I would say the upper echelon of FCS football teams doesn't get the respect they deserve. North Dakota State goes in and, and beats Power Fives when, they, when they're dumb enough to play them. And I, get, I give them a lot of respect. But this is Florida State, man, at the 50-yard line. It is. It's Florida State. We'll take our final break. When we come back, we'll wrap up this college football discussion. I just had a quick little Tigers thing I wanted to hit you with. They beat Tampa in the series. I want to, yeah, I just want to touch with you on that when we Dangerous get back. You're, you're watching Big D Energy, Woodward Sports Network. Tony is a third-generation logger that has a simple, practical approach to life and work. That's why his Coast DX342 knife is perfect for him. The stainless steel blade is rust-resistant and made for all-weather use. And the double roll-lock safety ensures that it will never inadvertently close when he doesn't want it to. That's why Coast is trusted tough. Welcome back. Big D Energy Woodward Sports Network. My name is Neil Rule. He's T-Foss, Terry Foster, the godfather of Detroit sports. Joyke Bell will be back tomorrow. DMAC will be back on Wednesday. Can't wait to get back with those guys and discuss everything that's been going on around the world of sports. But wrapping up this college football discussion. And Terry, I did want to bring this one up, and I don't know how many people had a chance to see it go down. But Toledo had Notre Dame beat, and the old officials had to go to work to save the Fighting Irish, sure, Terry. Of course. That's, that's what, by the way, that's we were talking about the FCS thing and, and me broadcasting mid major basketball. We've been in SEC gyms twice, and I've watched it happen, described it happen, and told everybody it was about to happen. That's real, isn't it, Terry? They oh, go yeah, to work. Absolutely. Sometimes you can't, you just can't let things like this happen. Um, Notre Dame is not supposed to lose to Toledo under any circumstances. So, um, you know, but you know, if you're if you're a big boy, you got to pay attention to these teams. Toledo's dangerous, dangerous squad. I do believe Toledo beat Michigan, too. Nick Moore. Right. Nick Moore had, like, 21 catches or something like that. Got his T.O. on. Yeah, absolutely. No, but that stuff does happen. And the way it shakes down is like this, guys. At least in college basketball, I can break it down for you. Officials get paid very handsomely to do games in Power 5 gyms. Confirm that, Terry. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They get paid very handsomely. And I'm not saying that they cheat or anything like that. I'm just saying that. No, they cheat. They see things a certain way. <laughs> they cheat. Especially coming down the stretch of a close game. They see things a certain way. And if they don't see things a certain way, they will tend not to be brought back by those Power Five organizations. But you have to understand, those officials have already talked to that home coach. They've talked to that home athletic director. And when the mid-major comes in, they're like, hey, hi, what's your name again? Yeah. Greg? Oh. <laughs> is it Greg Campy or? <laughs> Camp? <laughs> or great camp with an E. I don't know who you are, but you know, hey, welcome. I hope you good game, good game. Congratulations. But no, there there are some biases there, and um, Toledo got worked. Hey, hey, everybody wants to get paid, not just once, but twice and three and four times. Right, and and they did. They'll get their check, but, but they got. You worked. know what? That's why we have upsets in the state tournament. 
the mid-major has to go on the road, has to play always on the road against the Power Five. Fouls are five to one when you walk in the building. Right. The officials it is. Art, are not I'm giving you. you any breaks. But then it changes in the tournament, and that's why we see. Right. Say, damn, how they beat them? Well, they weren't on their home court. Fouls weren't five to one to start the game. Right. They didn't have their home officials. It was more of an even playing field. Right. Absolutely. And and that and is usually the case. that power team is going to win, but not always. But not always. And especially with a little help from their friends. I'm just saying it happens. Uh, quickly, too, because I know it probably went under the radar for a lot of folks. But I did want to bring some light to it. Tigers took two, two or three from Tampa, the best team in baseball. Yes. A, I know that people don't know that Tampa Bay Rays are the best team in baseball, which they are. Hey, I was stunned, too. We, I, had, we, I had to go back and double we check. We don't even know that Tampa's in Major League Baseball, man. They ignore it so much. All you hear is Boston Yankees, Boston and Yankees. Dodgers. Yeah, that's it. But they did. They took two or three from Tampa. And we talk about Mel Tucker. I think there's some similar stories from the Detroit Tigers organization with A.J. Hinch. I, I was a big A.J. Hinch guy when they hired him. And, Terry, he's, he's been the difference. I think A.J. Hinch is a seven-win difference versus someone else. A.J. Hinch should be. Now, not that he's going to be, but he should be considered for manager of the year. Now, he won't win it because uh, the Tigers didn't finish second or, or win the division. But when you look at him day to day and the ball club he's got, there's no way they should be in this position. Right. So he should be considered for manager of the year. And, and what he is doing and what the Tigers are doing, I think they jump-started the, the – uh, the rebuild into a build. Uh, I think they've got Chris Illich thinking, okay, maybe I should spend a little money on a shortstop. Maybe I should spend a little money because I think he's going to the, I think he went to this offseason. I got one more year to bring in the young guys. And then I wor- then I don't have to wor- worry about spending money until 2023. Now, now nah, they're going to have to do it a year earlier because they're pretty good. Yeah. They've won. I mean, they're not great. But they got a, a five, you know, above five hundred record since May. They just got off to that dreadful start. And once again, I'm not giving out chocolate chip cookies and milk for the Tigers' season, but because they do count the games in April, they, they, they do, they do count, count. Yeah, they count just as much. But you look at them and say, you know, I see a future here. I, I agree. see something that could be happening. And here's the key: Does Chris Illich say, okay? Not only do I see it, but I want to do something about it. He's the only man who could do something about it. He can spin or he could just try to ignore it. Let's hope that he's, uh, this is the last year that the Tigers are trying not to win. Let's, let's hope from this point forward that they're actually trying to win a division. They're trying to, to, to be for real. Steve R. says in our YouTube chat thread, so I'll be honest, I was not a fan of the hire, but A.J. Hinch has proven a lot to me this season. Steve, I, I admire you, man, because you, you're, you're like me. You know, you, you'll look in the mirror and say, I was wrong about this. Much the same way I talk about Aaron Gibson and Boss Bailey. <laughs> hey, props to you, Steve. You're a man of valor in my book. And I give you all the credit in the world. A.J. Hinch should definitely be getting some votes, says Canuck. Canuck Dave for the manager of the year and, and, and I think that's a great take and I hadn't really thought about that but he should Terry I mean by all rights and purposes he, and the way they the way they're doing this too coming down the stretch remember Casey Mize on a pitch count he's only pitching two innings uh, in some games 
Right. It, all these all these rookies that that have that have pitched well, all these rookies that have pitched well are on <coughs> pitch limits and pitch counts now coming down the stretch. And they're still eking out a series win against the Reds. They're eking out a series win against Tampa Bay. They're just finding a way, man. You know what he's got? He's got an old prop plane that he's put uh, seats in, elbow grease, tape, glue, whatever it is. Whatever it is. And he's turned it into like a, a G6. 747. He's got a G6, man. Where, Art's yeah, up there. people can get in there, have yeah. a little leg room, and say, okay, I'm feeling comfortable with this. Yeah, Art's up there. He's got a DJ playing. There's a disco ball. Right. You right. know, rosé all day. And we got first mm. class. Yeah. And it doesn't crash. Nobody's sitting in seat 4A. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> some way, somehow, he turned a little prop plane into uh, something that, that's going to fly and it's going to be comfortable. Now, Terry, good show today because what you did for me, and you'll never know this, what you did for me here today, I'm so hyped for that Monday night football game next week. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I am hyped for Woo! it now. Just just because it's a free it's a free spin. Yep. It's a free run at the Packers where you could destroy their franchise. Forever. Forever. Like, yeah. You you could drive the state. No, Terry. I mean, guys, think get on board with me here. Because if you look at the Green Bay Packers schedule coming down, they have to win this football game against the Lions. Because after that, they go to San Francisco. Okay? They have the Steelers coming in. And they're at Cincinnati. Right. If you lose this Lions game, you're staring at 3-0, and possibly 4-0 you in the face. You can have a division with the Vikings, the Bears, and the Lions. And there's no fourth team. Because Minnesota Green Bay's done, you I'm can knock now. them out forever. Punch them right in the face. I'm so hyped for this. Big game. I can't wait. Pre-game show too, live in Royal Oak. Oh yeah, for Woodward Sports, we will be in the house. That's at O'Toole's, right, Art? That is. That is. That's at O'Toole's. That's one of eight. my spots in Royal Oak. They, their burgers are good. I think. I think I'm gonna roll out. I think I am. I think I'm gonna be out there on the scene. I, I might. Uh, I might have a libation with Art if Art can make it out. You'll be there? I think so. All right. Drinks on me, Art. I will have all the cranberry water. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll uh, we'll indulge. But, uh, Terry, great show today. Thank you. I'm glad I got you hyped up about that game. I am. Because you're going to ignore it. A big thank you to everybody, too, that got involved. Our YouTube chat thread, social media, all of it. Anybody who watched, anybody that listened, remember, 93.5 The Roar, 99.1 FM, and also 94.7 WCSX HD2. Woodward Sports all day. Thanks, everybody, for watching and listening. Big D Energy. Well, see you later. Peace.